Ayo, what up though? This episode of The Cookout is brought to you by Revenge on Jamil Brown. Mm. <laughs> bitch. That oh, bitch. Wow. Let me tell you what that bitch did to me yesterday. <laughs> what she did, girl? We sitting there chilling. Mm-hmm. And you know how like when your hair is not cut, your edges are not laid, you know, your lace is not properly cut to your forehead. <laughs> and you wearing a hat. And you got a hating asshole that comes around and knocks your hat off in front of Ooh. people. No. He's so petty. That's disrespectful. Bitch. That is very disrespectful. I told him, I said, I'm He get- must have knocked it really hard because your hat is pretty tight. It, it came, <laughs> I mean, smooth off. Hit wow. the floor, like the whole, and he just looked at me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. I told him, I said, I'm going to get revenge on you. I'm gonna, I'm, you got to pay for that. And um, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I said, your man going to be with me tomorrow. I'm going to take your man. Oh gosh, okay, so um who bought the potato salad to the cookout this week? City girls. <sighs> I don't know them. <laughs> Get into it. Um Christian Lair. Christian Lair is um a really, really great artist. Mm-hmm. Um I follow him on Instagram. Um, he dropped a new single called. He is. You've probably seen him. Her. Like he has. Um, I said no, my Mariah. I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of his videos of him singing like go viral or, or pretty popular. Mm-hmm. And um, like I think it was like last year, I he dropped like a, a, a EP and I downloaded it and it is so good. So he put out a new single this week called Friends and it's like the song is about. Like, you know, being friends with somebody, but you want to take it to, like, the next level, possibly, Child. and Let trying to figure it out. That. It is so good. <laughs> um, so, shouts to Christian, and um, Christian is fine as shit, okay? Christian L-E-H-R. Oh. Christian is spelled with a Y, also. Ew, he doing uh, too much. It's all right. <laughs> he can do whatever he she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, to so, to shouts to Christian. <laughs> right. Huh? To you specifically. To me specifically, okay. absolutely. <laughs> no, I love, he's he's an awesome artist. Um, love Over Pride is still my favorite song of his, of his, but um, Friends is a great song as well. Friends and um, told you. Let me see. <laughs> he's a babe. What's the situation? Let me come on your tongue, daddy. Yeah. And like super talented. He can make this pussy yank. <laughs> 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 So talented. Um. So shouts to Christian. Thanks for bringing the potato salad. Everybody, go and stream or download Friends. Show him. So you ain't gonna shout out Jay Z and Beyonce. Um. I certainly don't. Oh, Christina Aguilera. So mad. I didn't like Christina's album. What? I have to. Maybe I give another listen. Like, but I wasn't really uh, feeling it. It's more urban. It is. If you don't like, usually I don't listen to recent music. But that was really good. Um. I guess I for me, it. I think I it was just like for us. She has been too. talking about this album for like ten years, oh, really? and so for this to be it, I was like, okay, really? that's, this, years, this took ten years to do. Because I mean, is this skinny uh, Christina that, now? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Skinny natural. It's Alicia Keys, Christina. Okay. Yeah, the, girl, the girls get on voice and don't want to. But put you no know, she ain't on. did one of her nose. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she ain't did that the whole album, you which don't. is fine, and I appreciate that. Which is fine. We know she can sing. She doesn't need to do all that. Exactly. She used her indoor voice. Yeah, right. Um, also, uh, special shouts out to um, my baby father, mm. Jussie Smollett. It's his birthday was this week. Happy birthday, Jussie. And his fine <laughs> ass. Oh, I just love him. What's his name on Empire? Uh, 
Jamal. Hey, Jamal. Is <laughs> <laughs> that picky? I say, hey. Oh, my gosh. Hey, you can get these cookies. Uh, so let me go ahead and introduce you at the Y'all family table today. Is right. huh? oh. Y'all know right. Gabby City Bay? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I love them I together. I love her. They're incredible. I'm waiting to it's read like her book. Rashida. Yeah, that is your <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Rashida. Um, so who's at I the family like table Shadi, this week? Uh, well, Dimitri. M, Miss Vangie. Miss Vangie. Hi, my loves. I've been going for a minute now. I'm back at the cookout. Is that going to be your new thing every time? M. <laughs> <laughs> also, we have back um, Roderick. Hey, Roderick. Thank you. Hey, Daddy. Oh, God, with this. How y'all doing? It's very serious. It sounds like the quiet storm. Right. It's a very serious topic today. So okay. This is a serious matter. I feel so calm and soothed now. Thank you. Don't give him that. (laughs) Give me waterfalls. I like when he does that. I'm going to take your man, Jamil. And we also have Miss Brittany Woodall. Miss Brittany. She's back. Bitch. I'm so excited to have her. Um, today's topic is pretty. You're going to introduce yourself too, right? Oh, thank you. I always do that. I know. Jeez, I've get, been waiting. Get your thank shit you for together. having my back. Mm-hmm. I am your raggedy ass host. I was the oh. raggediest. <laughs> Chase Cassidy. Was well, this mm. double deep V today? Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> the girls are perfect. I had to put, had to put some, some double six tape on Listen, the dude messes around and loses 21 pounds. He wants to show his body a little bit. Okay, 21. You know, did y'all. So, first of all, have you not. I'm surprised you didn't give the uh, potato salad the pose to. Oh. You know why? Because I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. What? I haven't, I haven't watched it yet, yeah, but I please, know it's incredible. Please. LGBT. Is that on Fire Stick? It's on FA. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> but, and I will give you my Time Warner account for that Ooh. because <laughs> it is very important for us LGBT. Because they have low ratings. You know that. Really? Do they really? It's an absolutely stunning storyline. Um, pose. Okay. It's a. Um, a doc, not a documentary, Isn't it like but the it's the ballroom scene, yeah, yeah. So, like uh, late eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. Like it's a that. drama about the um, ballroom scene, but it's so good, and I don't know, just being black and gay, is, I'm able to really mm-hmm. identify with some right. of it, even though like I don't identify with the ballroom scene. I also find it very important that you know we are the protagonist and the antagonist in the storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, that's awesome. Give us a place of our own where right. we're not trying to like shift and adjust mm-hmm. like our lives and try to make a parallel to the mm-hmm. storyline. Come it's on, like, sis. okay, bam. I yeah. love that. It's just, it's just come on, Ryan Murphy. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Come on, girl. I am. Um, I'm gonna watch it this week, and I'm pretty sure that they're gonna get the potato salad next week. <laughs> um, so yeah, because I've heard about it, I've seen the, the previews for it, and I love Evan Peters, so I want to see him, mm-hmm. you know, just do whatever he does. She's Evan Peters. Okay, it's an American Horror Story. He, okay, him, yeah. the one they yeah. always show Tate. I Tate, his name. Tate, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they always show his butt. Uh, he has a <laughs> yeah. great butt too. He does. Um, nice. So yeah, uh, today's episode is going to be about mental health. So it's not going to be a super light subject, right. um, but it's it's a very important one, very important conversation to have. No, Shit, I thought about man. this this morning. I was like. This is probably the one conversation that people don't really have at their cookouts. Like you don't talk about mental no. health no. At, at the cookout. Like cookout you don't do that. Be happy. Right. <laughs> but even like just within families in general. Unless you're, sharing, it, unless you're sharing like, oh, you know what you're crazy at? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Did this week. Right. That's right. what I'm saying. Well, like she cursed somebody out. Giving it that <laughs> negative context and not making it like an everyday conversation just makes it real daunting. Right. You know? Right. Right. I really want to change that. Come on, sis. I mean, hey, that's what the I'm purpose of the show is for. Um, to kind of take that stigma away. So. I guess we can go ahead and get started. Um, normally, I don't really um, share the questions before uh, before taping, 
but for this subject, I did. So everybody is like super prepared. Brittany is over here with uh, a Brittany wrote her thesis. On okay, this honey. Show. Okay. She, she came. This is prepared. this is her dissertation. <laughs> this is very important to me. And I, I love. <laughs> it. I'm waiting I, I for the it. PowerPoint. <laughs> with okay. Uh, I read three questions. Like, ooh, this is serious. <laughs> um, Sweet too. Right. Chase will go there. Yeah. Chase will go there. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I love going there, too. You know, it's not too many people that you can go there with. You know, mm-hmm. some people are very surface, and I'm starting to understand that. And it's not like nothing against them, but, you know, in that subject, yeah, bitch is it's boring. hard. It's hard. Okay, let's... Your mama, bitch. <laughs> I say y'all, bitch. It's not you, oh. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start with this. Um, it's kind of a twofold question. Um, what is your mental health struggle, and when did you realize that you had a mental health struggle of some sort? Who wants to go Ooh, first? Who I'll go first. That. All right. Mine is depression. Um, I go in and out of depression so much, and I really never really noticed it until probably this year mm-hmm. when I started seeing my most recent therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, in my life, I've had four different therapists. I started when I was really young, when I me and my brother had issues. Then I had one in college in my last two years. And when I was working at this job I really hated, don't work at call centers. And <laughs> okay. I had two different ones. That was that bad. And then I just came up here. So um, I go in and out of depression a lot. Mm -hmm. So And I really noticed it, I guess you can say, in college. Because my sophomore year, I would notice, like, a bitch just starts, I shut down in some way. And so, basically, I started talking to my advisor, who's now, like, my mentor now. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she was like, okay, Demetri, I noticed something about you, this, this, and that. Then, you know, I talked to her, and then it kind of changed. Then maybe, like, my junior year was good. Excuse me, the rest of my sophomore year was good. Then... I noticed my junior and senior year was like, okay, bitch, you depressed again, right? Mm -hmm. So that's when I noticed it earliest. And then when I was at Verizon, when I was like ultimately at my low. So that was about, what, two years ago when I was still in Columbia? A bitch was just at her low. Like, I gained weight. Mm -hmm. I was drinking. I was doing drugs. I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about that. So... Mm Not the hard drugs, y'all. Okay, I was about to say. But right. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch was part of the pill, too. <laughs> a bump here, bump there, uh, honey? You know, <laughs> girl, the rate I was going, I probably would have been. I'd have been like Wanda off a of holiday heart. Oh, my God. But that's when I, <laughs> I kind of, like, noticed it about, like, two, three years ago. Like, I was really, like, depressed, and this kind of comes and goes with me. Okay. Roger? Mine is, uh, is depression, but it's a little bit different. And the reason why I think it's important to give context to the kind of depression you are, you mm-hmm. have... Because yes, it's it it's p- p- people have a tendency to think that it's something that you can't get through or something that right. is, won't ever come back. So I, right, I right. suffer from situational depression, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is the onset is usually some kind of traumatic event. And then you just kind of fall into a slump. And the first time I went through it, I was, it was 2013 and I had lost my job and I had started like the, the feeling of losing my job is one thing, you know, and then. I pushed aside a lot of my feelings and I just kind of, you know, uh, focused it in tr- trying to get a new job. Well, right. You know, f- three or four months later, I still didn't have one and I had all these things going on, but I lose my car, I lose my apartment. I broke up with my boyfriend at the time. So, and I just had nobody. So I just started being extremely reclusive and I'm not being able to sleep at night. And then I turned to drinking and I turned to smoking weed every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and it, the funny thing is at the time I didn't notice it until, you know, things kind of got brighter and I didn't I didn't know how much I was pushing people away yeah. right. and how much I was um, really just self-deprecating mm-hmm. and being really, really hard on myself and not really um, uh, trying to encourage myself. Um, and then again, it hit me again recently. And mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. and this is the first time because every time I've ever went through it, it's always been retrospective. So I get out of it and I was like, oh, God, well, well I was depressed. Oh, wow. This is the first time that I've ever really 
being able to recognize it and, and am going through While it. You're in it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I don't want people to like that situational depression is something that you deal with every single day or mm-hmm. something that is like, you know, this, this gray cloud over your head. It's triggers to it. Um, but yeah, that's mine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Brittany? So as you said, there's different kinds. So mine is more of the chemical depression. It's the it's always there. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was younger, when I was a kid, it was more bipolar. I would have extreme highs and extreme lows. Mm-hmm. And even now, so they, there's a category of bipolar where it's bipolar 2, mm-hmm. where um, you don't go from manic to depressive. Mm. Those aren't your extremes. It's mm-hmm. more, it, it kind of shifts down on the scale. So you have like the deep depression and then normal is your manic. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I've uh, a doctor has suggested that it might be that instead. Um, and in recent years, it's been uh, anxiety as well, um, to the point of of panic attacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's it's been since I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what it was. I just knew that I didn't work right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, uh, in as a oh God, fifth or sixth grade. Um, was my first major episode mm-hmm. as far as um, that, and I, I ran away from home. Um, the context of that being, I lived in a, I lived in Honduras, extremely dangerous third world country, right, right. <laughs> kidnapping capital one. of the world, actually. Oh, oh wow! Um, so my little white self thought it would be a good idea to run away wow. <laughs> in this uh-huh. situation. Uh-huh. It was not, um, but my parents didn't really understand it. They were just like, I don't know what, you know, they didn't understand that it was a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so they didn't really know how to deal with it. And obviously I didn't know how to deal with it. And then I got into high school and just realized, you know, my brain works differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I right. can't feel things the same way other people do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until sophomore year of college that I actually went to a therapist and um, was diagnosed and started getting treatment. Right, right. And stuff mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Well, I'm no different, you know, I got my shit too. <laughs> um, so I deal with uh, depression, anxiety, and a new addition to the party is PTSD. Woo! So excited. <laughs> um, so the depression, uh, I've probably had my entire life. I just didn't know what it was. Right. I would find myself, like, getting really low and, um, like, pulling myself away from people a lot. And I didn't really – I just thought it was like, okay, I know I'm an introvert. Maybe I just want my space right now, so I would categorize it as that. Um, but then uh, once I got older and I started getting into situations that would trigger me, it would make it more frequent to make it worse. And so I think I might have a balance of uh, situational mm-hmm. and chemical, mm-hmm. I think, somewhere in there. Um but I was able to manage it. I didn't really, like I said, I thought I was just, I'm having a rough day. I didn't really know what the deal was. Uh, then last year when I started getting sick, um, and I wasn't even sure what was going on with me yet, but I knew something was wrong. Then um, I started dealing with anxiety as well. And to me, That's a bitch. that one it's is, I'd bitch. rather be depressed than deal with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, the anxiety manifests itself um, in in more of a physical way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the uh you know, heart palpitations, the dizziness, the just the impen- impending doom, like feel stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. really scary. Um, and so at that point, I was like, okay, um, I need to go to the doctor about this and see what's going on. I uh, did that and um, figured out that, okay, I do have depression and anxiety. Then I went through um, what I went through last year with my health, came through my surgery, the entire thing. And about two months after that, um, I realized that 
I probably have PTSD as well. Mm-hmm. Anytime I start to feel any type of like anything wrong with my body, yeah. it could be a mm-hmm. stomach ache, it could be, you know, a headache, whatever the case is, I immediately go back to I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And I stay there. And so when you got depression, anxiety, and then I'm going to die, it's just like it's it's constant and it just sits on you. So um and you can see it all over your face. Yeah. <laughs> and some people don't know that. You know, yeah. depression and anxiety go hand in hand. They you do. know, you, you can get depression from suffering from anxiety or you can have anxiety mm-hmm. from suffering from depression. Mine is from the uh, from the anxiety I got depression. Yeah. I've always been a very anxious right. person, so I've always been able to deal. Mm-hmm. But, like, through that anxiety, I get in this low place and I get overwhelmed. And I just, like, my mind's racing at 20 mm-hmm. million yeah, miles per yeah, hour, yeah. but my body's not doing anything. I exactly. just completely shut down, and I don't want to talk. I mm-hmm. don't want to move. I want to do all these different things, but I physically right. can't. Right. Mm-hmm. And I get stuck. And, and what's then, crazy is, I like, I felt about like being stuck. I was able to, again, like, I'm able for the most part, unless it's really bad, I'm able to manage the depression. But then, and I can I can hide it pretty well, the depression, anxiety, but the PTSD, like she said, like, I can't hide it. You see yeah. it all over me. Like, when I'm having, when I'm in that, yeah. it is just, you can, like, smell the fear on me. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, at that point, I was like, okay, I have to figure out something else to do. Um, do you guys ever feel shame at all about what you're dealing with? I know that I do. It took me a while to, uh, for one, like, Talking with other people, I've learned to not be so ashamed before. Mm-hmm. While I learned to like talk about it in the third party and tell other people, oh, don't be afraid of it. It's right. it's good to, right, to right. be able to acknowledge it. But then, like, it took me a while. This time was different because it was just so overwhelming, like so overwhelming, so apparent yeah, yeah. that I just kind of had to accept it. My way of accepting it was mm-hmm. literally having to say, okay, Roger, you are depressed, and mm-hmm. and you yeah. have to say it to yourself, yeah. and then mm-hmm. you just do some research. And, and and see how actually common it really is. So and then, common. Yeah, it's very common. But I, I did, but now I don't because I feel like it's normal. I feel like mm-hmm. having mood swings or having, a, you know, putting your – when life hits you like that and you're in a deep place, it is. And then also mm-hmm. I don't see any shame in somebody talking about something they can't help, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you have – there's no – it's, it's a health condition. It's it like is. Any other. Just and like I your body gets yeah. sick, your mind can get sick. Exactly. And I, I'd, I'd have the same way I'd felt, um, I felt like shame about it. I felt guilt about it. I felt like this is something I have to hide from people yeah, when yeah. I was younger. <coughs> um, and it, and then I went through a period where I'm not ashamed of, of, of being a depressive because I am. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but felt shame over things that I had done because of it. Right, right, right. Um, and now I'm at the point where, not really, man. Not <laughs> this really. is me. <laughs> this is me. I'm not that person anymore. Um, I, I've come through so much, and I've 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 become a different person. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ashamed of who I am now. Yeah. And I'm not ashamed of the fact that depression's still around, and I have mm-hmm. to deal with it. And my child has to deal with it. My boyfriend has to deal with it. <laughs> like everybody yeah, right, in right, my right. life, uh-huh. y'all y'all my friends. You right, have yeah. to deal with it. Um, and the thing is that the people that really care about you are going to. Yes. So I'm not going to feel. <laughs> Come to you with the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beautiful you know? thing about depression is that <laughs> I was telling somebody last night is you have an unwavering sense of self and sense of worth. Because not only do you understand who you are, but you understand, like, once you get through the depression, you understand, mm-hmm. like, wow, this is my lot in life. But mm-hmm. I also have this impact on people. And right, people right. need me because otherwise yeah. you just you'll feel like very insubstantial and mm-hmm. just very exactly. small. And then, you know, yeah, yeah, I th- totally. 
I think for me, like the the guilt that I feel or the the shame that I feel is more of an internal thing. It's not more about like what other people think, mm-hmm. because it's not much that I won't talk about, and I'm fine with that. But it's just like I beat myself up about it. Like I can actually change it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that is a symptom of it too. Yeah. Though. Oh, I did not. I did not know that. Yeah, actually. the self. The self um, incrimination, the self, mm. like the putting it on yourself. Yeah, like it's my fault kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. The, the fact yeah. that it's your fault, the feeling, the isolation of I'm doing this to myself kind uh-huh. of thing. Yep. That is a symptom yeah. of it. Absolutely. Okay. That's part of it. Wow. Mm-hmm. I l- listen, I learned something new today um, <laughs> about myself. Oh, everybody's going to learn listening to this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> what about you, Dimitri? Ashamed? No. Um, I think I've never been really ashamed of it. I just kept it to myself because I really didn't want people to know my business. Right. And you know what I was going through? Um, it could be. Yeah. But I never thought it was, you know? Because, you, I mean, you treat your sexuality or your sexual orientation, I'm sorry, very different than you treat depression. That is so true. Wow. What you mean? You know what? This is why. You're very <laughs> out and proud. But then when it came to that, it's very like, you know, you have a, def- a wall. It seems like you have a wall of defense. I love him on just the show. Just because you die, Girl, you're not you telling me out. <laughs> I love you on the show. Yes. Hold on. Let me, let me process this. What are you trying to say to me, bitch? <laughs> it, has to be, it has to be some level of shame. I don't know. Wow. I guess because I never thought of it as like shame. Um, maybe one time when like I talked to one of my coworkers when I was at this Verizon, I was at a call center, the worst job. It is the worst. Um, so I was <laughs> there and I was talking to one of my coworkers. She's like, "Bitch, you ain't depressed. You just this, this, and that." Uh, so I guess uh-uh. in a way, I kind of was like, "Okay, bitch, maybe you don't need to talk about this with anybody." So you just start like being mean to everybody, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was my reaction to her reaction. Uh huh. But okay, I guess that could be it. Fuck you, Roderick. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's another facet to the beautiful gems that we all are. Yeah, <laughs> yes, ma'am. Our well, orientation, our mental health, yeah, yeah. our interest in life. It's oh, just wow. another facet. Okay, somebody passed Dimitri this morning, please. He's over here. Like he need, I thought he was pointing. I'm like, trying yes, to mouth yes. <laughs> Obviously, he needs to drink. So normally at the cookout, I have, we have like water and candy. Today, we have orange juice, bitch, croissants. We got no water. We, got, we have wine. We got vodka up here. Like, we just we just doing it today because obviously. And it's 9 things. o'clock in the morning. It is. We did this for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Oh, my God. It's going to air Thursday morning. It's did it Wednesday it's night. Brunch, guys, it's brunch. It's yeah, it's brunch. Yeah, right. just One o'clock. Croissants. <laughs> she did a bump or two before she came. <laughs> croissants girl. make it brunch. The croissants make it brunch. Exactly. Um, okay, how do we feel about... Yeah, let's talk about this. How do we feel about therapy? Does it work? Oh, I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Clearly, I'm the only one at the table Bitch. that fucking hates that shit. So, okay, well... And question do okay. you hate it because your therapist is trash or do you hate <laughs> it because you don't want to face what you're doing come on okay so i've tried it once this come was on, this was some years ago mm-hmm. and um i you guys know me like i am pretty forthright about my shit and like what i'm dealing with what i'm going through and like you know my faults and stuff like that so that's not really the issue are it's you like forthright, but is it because you're forthright on your own terms? Right, or when you're comfortable, when it's something that you can actually, you're not ashamed to talk that's about? Not, that's not really the issue. Um, okay. I think that's not mine. Okay. Um, it's mm-hmm. more of, um, it. I don't know what it is. Like, I could talk about the same thing. Like, I could have this conversation with you guys, but I can go into a therapy session and have that same conversation. And for something, I, I don't know what it is. That, that, that setting makes me so... 
um, tense mm-hmm. and it makes me clam up and it puts me in a place where I don't know how to express myself, which makes me angry. Do you feel like in that space that you're getting judged or you're in a point where you can't narrate your own story or control mm-hmm. the narrative? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I, I, that I'm not sure about. Now, I will say I've only done it once and I don't think my therapist was great. Okay. So yeah. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my therapist will. Child, my right. therapist will. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, might, I might need something like that. Shut up! <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> I might need something like that. Um, I, I will say that um, through the um, persuasion and you know one person actually forcing me to do it. Shouts out to Bill. Um, <laughs> hey, I Bill. made a um, an appointment for therapy um, for it's going to be July third. Um, so not really looking forward to it. Um, but. I think that's I'm a great a, attitude to go in I with. I know, exactly. right? But you know, there's different kinds of therapy. <laughs> and the therapy that I'm studying, and hopefully I will be able to explore, is called cognitive therapy. Mm-hmm. And what cognitive therapy is, is basically almost using a common sense approach to mm-hmm. neurosis or what you would call emotional disorders. Um, so it's just basically finding out what really is your trigger. Because some people think, like, in the book I'm reading, it had a study where the guy had... Um, he was um he, he chronically washed his hands mm-hmm. and and it was just like really bad having it was impeding on his personal life and stuff like that. Right. You through cognitive therapy they found out that he had um it, it, a a, a what is it, emotional visual attachment to washing his hands, which was like him not uh in a like in a hospital bed and every time he would touch something that he thought was dirty he immediately saw a vision of him dying in a hospital bed and then they have different approaches that go to it but cognitive therapy i think is most beneficial before you start doing chemical Mm -hmm. therapy um and is chemical therapy necessary absolutely but sometimes what you're doing is a little bit more conscious than you think it is we're gonna we're gonna circle back to that because that's actually um, there's also different therapy settings it's not just sitting on the couch Talking right. with the person, right, there's right, right. like a, a more kind of a, a, a mentor approach mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to where y'all can meet out in a public place and have a conversation. Yeah. There's more of, you know, there's different levels of it. There's different types of it. Mm-hmm. So if certain types aren't working for you, I don't necessarily think giving up on it entirely. Right. Because I've, I've had, I've had shit therapists, guys. I've had <laughs> <laughs> What's one of your bad experiences? Um. I mean, we're going to get into it later. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've just, I've had experiences where, um, like, trying to talk me out of my diagnosis. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, okay. Or no. not yeah. acknowledging, like, just, she had her set, like, this is my answers that I give to my people, and, and oh, you're oh, depression, really? so these are the oh, five things you need so to do for depression. so she thought she was a medical doctor right. giving you antibiotics for your depression. And oh, right. all okay. depressed people have the same five <laughs> resolutions exactly. to their issue, and yeah, I was just, no. we're not individuals at all. We're oh, robots. No, we're, yeah, we're drones. Uh, exactly. And there, and you know what? Even those people, there were, there were, there were things that I took from those situations. Yeah. Um, but then it ended up finding someone who actually was, you know, a human. Mm-hmm. And was <laughs> <laughs> I feel was like <laughs> I'm either going to be um, a therapist dream or nightmare, probably nightmare, mm-hmm. because I'm going into this and I'm like, OK, I know what my triggers are. Mm-hmm. I know what my problems are. I don't need you to do this whole discovery thing. And like, okay, oh, could you go ahead here? and change that attitude for you guys? I, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm working on it. Look, I I'm working it. on it. I, I, I want it to help you. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not going to work if you go in exactly. knowing no. it's not no, going think, to help thinking you. Thinking you know your own know. diagnosis. Oh. That, that's honestly, to me, what therapists do is they uncover what you feel like mm-hmm. you 
what you feel like is not there. Mm-hmm. And, not okay, in so a, and not in a talking down to you way. Mm-hmm. No, a, at all. Let, I'm going to ask you questions and let you get there yourself kind of exactly. way. That's Which is therapist. what I appreciate. But I think that, that that one therapist I had, like, okay, so my dad wasn't there, right? But mm-hmm. unlike most people, I am not angry about it. And I hate it when people try to make me angry about it or uh. m- make that the issue. And I'm like, that is not the black ass <laughs> issue. Mm-hmm. Can we move on from daddy shit? Like, that is not yeah. it. <laughs> like, but I you, hate it. You know, I have that same problem that people find myself angry, think that I'm angry about something when I'm actually not. But the emotion is there. It's just manifested itself in a different way. But mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, my defense mechanism has already kind of sunk itself in and I've processed it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, see, the thing is, like, I recognize where, like, you know, that lack of a relationship or the things that he has done has affected me. I right. see what affects me in my life. Um, but the thing is, I'm always cognizant <laughs> about, about, okay, this is this is happening because of that. Yeah. I'm not walking around like, yo, fuck my daddy. I'm not that person. Like, you know? And <laughs> like, yeah. So don't make me that person that's going to like sit up in a, like a therapy session and cry about because daddy wasn't. I'm not going to do that. That's not well, your big breakthrough. Right. That's not that's, that's not, not the breakthrough. Your goodwill hunting moment. <laughs> no. So um, I, I think th- it's good that you're already there, though. I think that you you processed it to a point where it's it, it's manageable mm-hmm. for you. Right. Right. And I think that's the biggest part about going into therapy is being able to g- be on your own and be able to manage stuff. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about therapy? I, know you I love, love therapy. therapy. Yes. Okay. I love yes. therapy because even my therapist now, I mean, granted, I probably got some shit wrong with me, but I just like going <laughs> to that bitch just to talk to her and be like, girl, let me tell you why I'm Aww. mad right now. <laughs> like, let me tell you about this shit that happened like in 2003 okay. that still got a bitch pissed off. Because <laughs> like, I'm that petty. Exactly. <laughs> That's but, my emotional disorder. But the disorder. thing is with it, <laughs> you, <laughs> I suffer from petty. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love it because you just get to talk about whatever you want to talk about. This bitch is not going to judge you. And if she mm-hmm. do, fuck you, girl. Yeah. But <laughs> I, just, on to the next. I just came here for you just to talk. I can't talk to you this about my mother or with my friends because they tired of me and my mother going to feel some type of way. So it's really that per- it's so that true. friend mm-hmm. who ain't going to judge you. I mean, she probably is, but <laughs> she ain't going to judge you. And you can just say everything you want to say. Because like when I was in college, I went through this real big, real big, thr- big ah, I'm drunk, y'all. This oh, <laughs> real big oh, breakthrough. Buddy, it's two o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I went through this really big breakthrough about somebody I was mad at in my family. And I was like, I never thought about it before because mm-hmm. like I really love this person. But therapy helped me with that. And then I was like, then I was able to deal with that. And I'm like, okay, this is what I feel about this. This is that. Talk to my family about it and all that. Um, and really, like, why I'm in therapy now, because I kind of knew I was starting to spiral down. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't getting happy about things I know I should get happy about. Right. Like, when I started going to this therapist, it was right after I moved into my current apartment. Mm-hmm. Because, like, this is my first apartment really in Charlotte. You know, I took up with Jamil last yeah. week. And I was like, a bitch, you know, got her own place. <laughs> I got her own shit. A bitch got two jobs. <laughs> but, I'm not, <laughs> but I'm not happy about any of it. So I was like, okay, this is not good. So yeah. I saw, like, signs of it because I knew how I am. Mm-hmm. But... Therapy is fucking awesome. So here's my question. So like, this is something that I kind of think about too. It's like, okay, when does it end? Like, so you've, you guys have been to several different therapists over, you know, several different years. Well, and it's I've like, moved a lot. And it depends on how you are. Like, yeah. cause you know, if you need that much attention, like you're going to go to this bitch every week. Like my therapist, I go to her like every two weeks. I probably haven't seen her in about three weeks now because mm-hmm. I probably got a problem some way, but I don't really need you to help me with it. It's more like, I just need to figure this shit out myself. Okay. It's basically just me going to talk to this bitch. For me, if you don't leave a therapist with some sort of 
direction on how you're supposed to process things on your own, mm-hmm. then it's no point because you're just got going out there and you're just bending. Right, but right. I think once you get to a point where you can start to process things and start to like see a difference in yourself mm-hmm. and and kind of like it's almost like a bird leaving the nest and you kind of want to you know yeah. process these th- these thoughts and these behaviors on your own and be able to function on your own and test it right i think when you're okay with that then it's time to leave and i don't think just because you stop going to a therapist doesn't mean you don't go back you know right. okay. eventually you will go yeah. through something that's heavy just exactly. like your friends and you need advice and you just go back again, and then you help. They help you process it, and you just go as needed. I don't right, think right. it. The go- sessions, are, the sessions are more stretched out because I talked to mine about. It. I was like, when is this really over? She was like, mm-hmm. you know, you do it every yeah, week, <laughs> then you do it every, you know, every two weeks, Got then it. like once a month. You know, eventually, I don't need to see you, but when some shit like come up, mm-hmm. hey, bitch, I need to talk to you. Okay, you know? it's I feel like, like once you're in, you're always in. Okay, like you, you had your whole thing. You were mm-hmm. going very regularly to your doctor, right. and then they're gonna do, you know certain number of checkups right, right and then the further out you get from it the more space there is between Got the checkups it. and they're going to guide you with that yeah yeah okay um so roger kind of touched on um chemical therapy so aka meds oh. um so let's talk about meds what are you guys what's you guys' stance on meds i i have <laughs> a story I um, don't have a problem. I actually was on, I think I was being given medicine once for anxiety because that's where my doctor really thought my depression started from. Mm-hmm. And I was having, I was like very like uh, flaky in my thought process and my movements. And they thought that putting me on um, chemical or meds would help me uh, kind of pencil down and focus more. It yeah. didn't help me though. It just made me shit a lot. But Oh, good times. <laughs> good times. Make sure clean. Okay. <laughs> It actually heightened whatever the, the medicine was. It heightened my um, uh, what is the usual medicine for anxiety? Uh, Child, I know. She has a lot of them. Like Wellbutrin is one of them. Well, I was on Wellbutrin was one, but then there's another That's one. It's always the starter one. Well, you know, I, I, no, <laughs> I started on. It starts with an A. Adderall? Adderall. So okay. I started on Adderall. Oh, I love Adderall. And then oh. I started, like... <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Not recreationally. <laughs> okay. Adderall is just a damn energy pill for me. That shit but helped me in college, man. I don't know what I was on. Maybe <laughs> I was on a different kind, but it didn't help me. So I started on Adderall, and then they started increasing my doses, and it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So then I got it pushed to Wellbutrin, which is more like... Um, I think it helps your mood more than it does your focus. Okay. And yeah. I didn't feel much. F- I didn't, I don't know, Wellbutrin didn't do much for me either. So got it. I kind of got off the meds. <laughs> Brittany's like, no. no. <laughs> Wellbutrin's a sugar pill. <laughs> I feel like placebo. I, like, I said, this bitch is playing with me. I told my daughter, I said, you playing with me for real. Exactly. Give me a placebo. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, I think it's, I mean, again, it's a medical condition mm-hmm. like any other. Mm-hmm. If your doctor recommends it. Right. And you feel like it's right for you, do it and do it according to instructions, Chase. Yeah. What? Oh. Okay, so sweet tooth. All right, so spotlight. <laughs> so last year <laughs> when I sweet tooth. <laughs> when I went to the doctor, my um he uh because with my aneurysm I had I had to be calm. I couldn't be like riled up because it would right. raise my blood pressure, which would you know uh-huh. is a risk risk factor for Getting my head blowing up. So no, God, he gave God, I love volume. Oh, oh he my gave God. me um, Xanax, no, Xanax. Xannies. 
I can't wait to be a rich white woman. <laughs> Sip wine with my homegirls. Sip white me wine either. in the afternoon with my homegirls and Papa Zanny and go to the country club I mean, and play tennis. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Have my little high skirt with my little, camel, yeah, okay. my little camel toe po- uh, little poking out. Oh. <laughs> with my pink panties. <laughs> <laughs> Your cute little visor. Oh my gosh. You I see my it. fat puss? We, can, uh, <laughs> we can't be serious for shit. I swear. Even on depression. Right. <laughs> um, no, so my doctor put me on Zoloft last year. Um, 25 milligrams, which is like the lowest dose you can do. And on that, like the first seven days, you take half a pill. Mm-hmm. And then you go up to a full pill after that. Well, the first seven days, I did half the pill. And then I went up to the full pill. Um, and... It made me so violently sick. Oh, shit. Um, like, to the point where, like, and mind you, this is in the middle of me. Like, I had already got my diagnosis, so I knew that I had an aneurysm. Like, it gave me such a pounding headache um, that I, I thought I was dying. So I, I called my mom, and I was on the phone with her, like, freaking out. Um, so after my surgery, like, another month after that, I came off of the Zoloft, and I was good for, like, a month or two. So you had a headache every day? On the Zoloft, or is it like periodic? Um, when I when I went up to that full pill, I did every day. Um, I went up on it. I think it was like a Monday, and by that Wednesday, I was like I couldn't like really oh, wow. function. Um, so uh, when I came off of it, I was good for like two months, and I'm like, okay, cool, this is fine. Like I don't need it anymore. And then feelings showed up again. Mm. Um, and I tried my best to manage it until about like a month ago when I couldn't do it anymore. Like it was I was getting dark for way too long, mm. and I was really really dark like it was bad like i felt like death was sitting with with me it was really bad and so i said let me go ahead and um and get back on this stuff so i got back on it and i'm like well half a pill works for me yeah so i was on half a pill he was like after seven days go up to the full pill i was like I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, so did you say that to him though, or did you make that decision all by big? I made that decision on my own because I knew mm. what it did to me. So yeah. I was like, I'm not doing that. So, um, I the last like three weeks I had been just taking half of the pill, and then like it started to not work as much anymore. Mm. So I said, okay. Last Friday I was like, let me go ahead and get back on like the full. Let me try the full pill again. Got on it, and I like last Saturday I was a little bit like I was high as shit last Saturday. It oh, was wow. and not like, a, a bad high. It wasn't wow. a good high. Oh. And I was like, okay, but I'm going to see it through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, like, Saturday evening, like, it just, and I was fine. Mm. Sunday, I was fine. Monday, I was fine. Tuesday, I was fine until about 4.30 in the afternoon. And I got sick. Not as bad as, as before. Course, yeah. Did anything but trigger that? No. no. I was just this literally, is, I'm yeah. just sitting at my job, minding my business, and the room just starts spinning out of nowhere. Like, it was crazy. Oh, um, then the headache started. And I was like, okay, so let me go home. So I went home, took the next day off from work, and um, I forced myself to stay on the whole pill uh-huh. um, because it wasn't as bad as it was before, but I, it, it was definitely bad. But um, I'm, I'm at the point now where it's like, I'm only slightly high. It's not so bad. <laughs> That's my, a good um, place to be. My body is starting to like balance out with it a little bit more. I, uh-huh. I can I can feel it. It's re- I can actually feel it like when it's trying to balance it. Mm-hmm. It's like a physical feeling I feel. Um, but it'll it'll get better over time and like yeah. at a certain point I'll balance out. But the reason why I got so violently sick last time is because I was on a pain medica- medication for um, my headaches that I was having. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like for, for nerves, but that medication was inten- uh, originally in- intended for um, depression. Oh. And it just happens to work for 
um, pain better. So they prescribed that to me. And so I was already on 25 milligrams of a depression medication. And so, and I put another 25 with it. And like, obviously 50 is too much for me. And so it made me violently ill. So um, that's why I was scared to go up to the full pill because I didn't realize like, you know, I was on something else. So yeah. So like two things with that. One is when you're dealing with- my business. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> I love it. It's you. so hot in the studio. <laughs> Shit. Y'all, honey, I'm skinny because I don't feel nothing. Oh, there you go. That's a good reason. <laughs> um, two things with that is that with any medication that's dealing with like chemicals in your body, because that's mm-hmm. what they target. Right, right. Um, Serotonin. Like, yeah. And others. There's other kinds. Um, mm-hmm. Those take like two, three weeks to actually like balance out in your body. Right. So if the first week is shit, mm-hmm. it's because your body's not used to the balance yet. So to really test an antidepressant, you need at least a month. Thank you. For your body chemicals to like even out. Yeah. And then also, because there are about three different um, chemicals that the medications go for, like serotonin and, and a couple others, which I can't think of right now. Uh-huh. But anyways, um, if that's not the one that's causing your issue, then that medication's not going to work. Right. So right. Yeah. sometimes the medication's not going to work for you, and you go back to your doctor and you try a different kind. Okay. But the point is, as with any med- like a heart medication, mm-hmm. Parkinson's medication, any kind of medication, um, you got to do the trial period that your doctor recommends. Yeah. And you have to follow up with them. That's true. You can't true. by yourself decide, I'm going to stop taking this. You can't by yourself decide, I'm going to change right. my dosage. Mm-hmm. You got to talk through with your doctor. Never stop. An antidepressant culture. No, that's, you know what? don't that's do that. Don't do that. You have to like you taper. The way, like the way you like cycle or taper on, you have to cycle down off of it too. Yeah. Yes. If um, you stop just out yeah. of the blue, oh. Like when I stopped um last year, like I had to um for like a week, like or like two weeks, I had to like do um a pill every other like half a pill every other day, mm-hmm. just to get my body to kind of like come down off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, please, that is very important. How many different pills are you taking? Um, just just that one, and oh, I mean yeah. I take a, um. For the rest of my life, I have to take a, um, a baby aspirin every day mm-hmm. um, to, you know, reduce my risk for, like, stroke and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Um, but, yeah, that's – and, I mean, I take vitamins, but that's it. So, I just okay. – I take that um, my Zoloft at night. What <laughs> do y'all feel about self-medication? Like I weed? Like marijuana? Yeah. <laughs> I have never – I couldn't smoke if I wanted to. My lungs are not having it, like, at all. But <laughs> I have considered um, an edible before yeah, um, to kind of help take the edge off. Of it. I, I know who to get it from. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I have a, I have, I have a family he member who does supplier. this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, if I'm going to do that, especially for the first time in my life, I'm going to get it from somebody that I actually know and trust. trust. Yeah. Um, uh, so, um, but I've thought about it, but it's just not something that, like, the Zoloft is working fine now, so I don't yeah. really, you know. But you that. know, t- to me, and I, and I feel like I'm, I'm, I am a proponent of weed as an antidepressant if it actually works because uh, yeah. i find that some people actually fall into depression when they abuse it yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. um because they become very cynical very paranoid but then some people who have who suffer from like high anxiety mm-hmm. a lot of times it helps them come down and with me it does okay did. it did it did okay. <laughs> uh, when i was younger <laughs> okay. and it also works for the other the random um, drug test <laughs> okay the other uh medical conditions that are caused by serotonin imbalances like um uh, parkinson's and als and different ones that are caused mm. by the same triggers yeah um weed actually really helps them like medically it's been proven that it actually helps them so if you are able to medicate in that way without abusing it mm-hmm. obviously i think that's great um, then yeah i mean i don't i don't see where it wouldn't be a viable option i have a um a friend of mine who um 
served in the military for 10 years and um has ptsd mm-hmm. and oh, good for that too. um mm-hmm. yes and um he it's and he also takes zoloft as well actually i don't know how he does it but a much higher dose than i do um wow. but he and i probably love the same <laughs> <laughs> but he um also uh smokes weed every once in a while mm-hmm. and before this like that was something that like i would like i would be so surprised to like hear that he would do and i was like you smoke weed now he was like yeah every once in a while he was like it helps with my condition mm-hmm. and i was like wow i was like and we sit up here and we um we demonize marijuana so much Man. like yeah. and it's like it literally is a natural herb that grows from the earth like it Aww. was put here by god god said it was a good thing <laughs> he did Come um on, religion. And, 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 and i've never i've never smoked weed in my life i've never done drugs or anything but i sure. i just know that you know, if I if I could choose, like I would choose to do that over taking this pill every day. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the pill works great. Well, there are certain states I can recommend to you. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so, um, okay. Um, when was the last time you guys cried? Mm. Mine was over a year, maybe a year ago. Last time you cried? Mm-hmm. Well, like I cry. Don't, con- I don't cry. Cry because of. You know, uh, I, mean, I cry all the time. Yeah, <laughs> all you feel the time. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a feeler. I am. I As they touch hands over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a highly nah, emotional hey. person. Okay. <laughs> highly. When's the last time you cried because of, you know, your condition? The over being overwhelmed? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It had to be. Mine was about three years ago. Uh, whenever, you know, I can tell you the date because Jamil bought me a book. Come on. Oh. Well, while she's looking for that. You ain't shit, Jamil. <laughs> I'm still taking your bed. <laughs> uh, what book was it? Mine was about three years ago. I remember one time I had to call out of work because I was just in a bad place. It'd I was like, you know, I'm It'd like, you know yes. fuck all of this. I can't deal with it. And mm-hmm. I sat home and cried. Um, Just because, like, everything was coming in on me, you know, the pressure I put on myself. That's more of my depression. I put mm-hmm. a bunch of pressure on myself mm-hmm. and maybe something that happened in my life. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. But about three years ago, I I don't cry. I wish I could because I do mm. feel like crying is like the washing away of your sins and your tears. No, and after no. you cry, you get it over. <laughs> but I wish I was emotional. I, I wish I was emotional. I think I'm just thug. But like, fuck all this. I'm going to get mad and talk shit. But like, you know what, bitch? You got to handle your shit. You got to do this and that. You need to cry over these punk ass boys. I love crying. I all that shit goes away when you cry. You say, like, you say that's you why love I wish cry. I cried. Like, I, do. I absolutely hate it. Like, it, I love it. it. Because, it, it, like I said, it's just like taking a shower. It's like you work out you all day. You was in the dirt. You were shoveling. Ooh, dirty man. Dirt. Oh, <laughs> shoveling grass, but then you get in the shower and you just rinse. You just and clean. all that, all that, that, that sticky stuff on your skin, mm. all that, that, that. Matted dirt, it just mm. goes away, and you feel so much lighter, and you feel so much like, and you understand your pain when you cry. I cry, and then I get pissed at myself for crying, yeah, and then I get pissed at don't whatever, ever do that. Then I get pissed at whatever it was that made me cry in the first mad. place, <laughs> and then like after hours of of that cycle, then I'm like, okay, what well, what was the issue here? What what? Why was I crying? <laughs> and then I figured that out. Like the last time I cried. Um, was actually, oh, actually two weeks ago today. It was two weeks ago today. Um, What was wrong, girl? So, actually, um... I'm your girl. We are girls. Don't you I'm going to take the lead on that one. Bitch. Two weeks ago, um, it was actually, actually around this time, I was um, on my living room floor, like, wailing. Bitch. One of those is deep in your... Yeah, it was, it was really bad, like, weeping. And so, this is what happened, so... Um, I was 
was am kind of talking to someone mm. um and that someone was supposed to come and uh visit for the weekend mm. right and um i was like okay cool got everything set up it's going to be a great weekend um spoke with him that <laughs> friday evening and he's like yeah on the way i'm coming cool um never showed up never called <gasps> like nothing completely fucking bitch what, wait, 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 wait. Completely ghosted out, right? Up, um, my bitch. <laughs> completely ghosted out. Now, I was like... I'll go take care of this. <laughs> what? Right there she's go talking that mess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's cool. It, 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 it ends well. So, um, Fuck woke, that. <laughs> woke up Saturday morning and um, was like in my feelings about it, as you should be, which is a normal. A waste of a flea. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't do all of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, planned on it, though. Yeah. Um, but didn't do all that, but woke up and felt the way and don't be beat, just sleep. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Then, I about, then like about an hour after waking up, I noticed that I was really getting low. Um, and so I ended up like, I mean, I was like, like this should have hurt my feelings. Yes, mm -hmm. but I should not have been crying about it, especially as like hard as I was crying. Mm -hmm. And so um, after doing that for most of the day, um, I had sent a text to a friend of mine. Um, to say, hey, you know, this is what happened, or whatever the case is, and it made me feel like this. Now, I sent the text, and like two hours later, I went back and read the text for whatever reason I sent, mm -hmm. and I was like, that's why I feel the way that I do. That's why I feel so intensely about it. So, growing up, and this is where I can say that, like, my dad issues do affect me. I remember so, the story. Yeah, my father, like, would, Jealousy. he would not, <laughs> he would say he's coming to get me, and then he wouldn't come and get me, and wouldn't call, wouldn't mm. show. And so, um... The way I felt, stop it. The way I felt Saturday morning when I woke Bradley's up. Come over here and hug you right no, now. No, <laughs> I don't need a hug. Right. The way I felt Saturday morning when I woke up was how I felt when I was like seven, mm -hmm. eight years old when he would do that mm -hmm. to me. And that's why I, you know, reacted the way that I did. Now, in true like boy fashion, like he reached out to me like, you know, that Tuesday or Wednesday, gave an explanation that was actually super valid. Like, mm -hmm. and I said, hey, all you had to do was say that, bro. Exactly. You know what I mean? Four and then, days later. Right. And then I explained to him, like, why I felt the way that I felt about it, which was actually something I was going to cover with him when he came that weekend. Uh -huh. um, and I got, you know, sincere, profuse apologies. And so we're good. Mm -hmm. We're good. But it's just um, that's the last time I cried. And it it was a definite trigger for me. Like mm -hmm. it. And I was in that space like for the rest of like the weekend, probably like until like that Monday, Tuesday ish. I was I was there. Was the weekend I was trying to come over to your house and you wouldn't answer my text. Um, that is exactly what that was. Okay. Precisely. I was just trying to so give you your beautiful pride. Shirt. I just wanted a hug because <laughs> I love the fact that you realized it and you were able to get through it on your own, not yeah. because I felt like you needed a hug, but you know, <laughs> hot. <laughs> Bitch, you been drinking? <laughs> I'm a sweater. I'm a sweater, and I'm sharing very personal shit today. So, so you know, the, when I cried, it was April 22nd, and it was, it was of this year. Yeah, uh, and but my cry was more or less. A cry journal, actually. <laughs> she, she really do. I, no, I do, and I write a lot. Of, I write a lot when I when I'm depressed. I do. Good. I write a lot. Good. A lot. I love to write through emotion. Um, I do because then you get to, you get a big. Because I got a sh I got some shit to prove. Fuck all y'all. I got this to say. You go straight to anger. Like, what is up with that? <laughs> okay. Because I hate emotion. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Roger. We want to cut you off. But fuck these niggas. Don't do it again. 
Um, Hold up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can tell you I've been drinking. I, I haven't been drinking. Y'all know how to act when you start drinking. Go okay, ahead, Roger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, but mine was more or less, it was a sense of release because it was when I actually figured out that I was depressed and I was mm. able to recognize it in that moment and not be sitting here running in circles mm. or like, you know how somebody runs in the same place really fast but not going anywhere? Mm-hmm. That's what I felt like up until that point. And it was mm-hmm. just a cry of relief that I finally am able to kind of see yeah, the light. Not necessarily, good. but I'm able to get it, get through this. Because I was just like, it was so bad to the point where I would, I would wake up in the morning, get ready for work, have all my shit, be about to walk out the door, and then take it all back off and Ooh, get right yes. back in the bed. <laughs> and, it, and, then, and then call out. And it was just like, it was that. That certainly yeah, happened to me before. I have been yeah. there. And but it was like oh you just be like I can't I ain't doing this shit today I, I can't say, like, no way as much as you want to yeah you just can't like you can't you want to fight it and you, th- you want to get through it but you just can't but you like, realize you that the amount can't. of fight that it's going to take for you to get through your day like that mm. like to and it, especially if you uh you have to deal with people and you mm-hmm. have to and people have an expectation of you sometimes yeah. like, I, like oh, I know for yes, me like people have an expe- like I'm supposed to be like happy and fun and always joking and and I'm just like. After 11 a.m. Like after 11 a.m. Because <laughs> listen, Chasey's gonna do morning show. Um, yeah. So like I don't I don't have that to give sometimes, you know. Yeah. And I and I don't want to be asked, you know. And I know it's and from a good place, have, but I don't be asked 30 times like, yeah. how are you okay? I can only ask that. I think that goes into one of your other questions. And that and having if you have more than one obligation that day, if you have work and then something, yeah. like oh, you have child. a certain energy reserve and you know it's not gonna be enough to cover both things. Yeah. It's not gonna be enough to cover three things. Absolutely. Yeah. So I gotta- Or eight like, hours straight. Exactly, oh, I gotta like. skip this in order to be able to actually show up to this other thing. Right, right. Okay, um, so as, this is kinda like a two-fold question, two separate questions but the same question. As, a, as black men and as a woman, do you I'm find? Both. Do you find? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. You're the expert on this question. I'm Sierra. <laughs> Don't do, that to me. do you find it difficult uh, to express your struggles with people? Do you feel like people will judge you because you're a black man, or do you feel like people will say, you know, oh, she's just a woman, that's, she's just emotional? Like, how do you guys feel about that? You know what? The same people who are gonna be like, oh, she's in a bad mood, it must be that time of the month, oh. are the same ignorant I'm idiots <gasps> that are going to not understand my depression. That, right. but you, that's the exact a, same people mm-hmm. that are going to blame my depression on my gender mm-hmm. are, I mean, I, I'm not going to talk to them anyway. That's just right. a douchebag fucking move. Like, this is, uh, anytime yes. somebody always tells a woman that she's just being emotional, like, mm. a woman has dealt with this period since she was 12, 13 years old. Yeah. So if you think that she doesn't recognize, oh, okay, it's that time of the month, even if she is more emotional, you don't think the fact that she doesn't recognize that, hey, I'm a little bit exactly. more emotional. I'm right, a professional right. at this. Okay. And it's, doing okay. It's, it's so misogynistic because it, it, it just diminishes the value of a woman's thought process mm-hmm. and the fact that they actually could be a little bit more uh, emotionally inept than men are because they because have the to go through. the damn hormones we have going through our bodies so we can bear your children. Yeah. Lord. Come on. No, Say but that. I'm saying, like, Eve. if anyone who would... <laughs> I'm done with you, Kanye. <laughs> anyone who would put my... Ha- have a negative opinion because I'm a woman about that, or right. they're going to have a negative opinion because I'm a woman about anything. Yeah. Right, that's true. It's not going to be specific to mental health. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion... Um, you're dumb and I'm sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm only going to share this with people that I trust and people that right. are yeah. going to, you know, respect it. Yeah. So gentlemen, uh, blackness and the question mental health. 
I think black man yeah. can you. Yeah. Well, no, uh, I really forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> what was? This bitch is drunk. It's I, being you, black not, and a woman. You ain't drinking shit else on my show. <laughs> <laughs> shit else. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't really deal with the whole being black. The I guess the stereotypical black man, because I guess you're supposed to be strong. I, I deal with it on a more personal basis. Like my friends and my family think I'm strong and they mm-hmm. think I'm very emotionally sound for the most part. Or I can just or I can just deal with a lot mm-hmm. and then being able to come out to them. And I, I was having a conversation with mm-hmm. one of my friends the other day. And I, and I was telling her that it was a it was really a lot for me to just come to terms with it because I'm I'm a fighter so I'm always thinking like oh you got this just like you were Chase right I I, I got this I'm full, I'm good I can get through this mm-hmm. and then finally coming to terms with it was enough was a lot for me so once I was able to come to terms with it myself it was a lot easier it's still hard because you still have right, right. stereotypes or you know this perception of what people think you are mm-hmm. and how right. you operate mm-hmm. um it, it, it wasn't the easiest thing to come to terms with especially my relationship but once i was able to free myself from the from the norms that people who are really close to me know mm-hmm. i was able to, i'm able to just deal with it like on a very casual level and just say hey and you know and accept other people who also have it as well you mentioned something yeah. i want to touch on I, it's not a question that i had in here but it's a really good question um prepared <laughs> <laughs> so i find a lot of times that people will maybe even like discount what i'm going through <sighs> or will like just Child. assume that i got it because i always got it because i am strong and because i, I am resilient because you have to be check I mean, on that's the right. they, when they say check on the strong friend right that's what yes like check on them sometimes like just to get like that random how are you? You're right. Nope. Kind of and and like <laughs> and like an actual genuine like are you okay? Like what's going how are you? Yeah. So it, like that is that's everything to me. I know? almost lost a friend recently over that because this is somebody that the one of the first people I came out and said I was depressed to and and the, because I said, "Oh, I'm okay." Afterwards, you know, and that's just my defense mechanism right. showing itself. Mm-hmm. And this person but this person knows it's about me and they've mm-hmm. recognized my manic uh symptoms or before so they know that i can go into a very very secluded area and and, mm-hmm. and but anyway they discounted it completely as just like oh he's just going through he'll get over it mm-hmm. and it's like all i wanted and I, i'm not even asking you for to be there for me every day or to text me all the time because it doesn't mm-hmm. affect me that way but just a simple hey how are things going i know you told me about mm-hmm. this you right. know if you feel like talking let me know I can't stand when it's discounted. It's just like, oh, she's having a bad day. It's just her depression. Having a bad, right. It's just her depression. Like, no, there might be a situation that I'm going through. There might be something that I'm going through Mm -hmm. that, you know, Mm -hmm. like you said, you have to check on the strong friend. You have to. And just because it's like, and just because it's a situation does not, like, because you're going through it, it affects you differently than it would if you, if if you weren't having this, this Mm -hmm. situation. Like, of course, for for me, because mine isn't chronic as much. So, when I'm going through my situation of depression, like certain things do affect me. I am way more emotional than I do. I do get stuck in a slump a whole lot easier. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's harder for me to get out. But understand that and don't just simply discount it as, oh, you're just depressed. Or like it, the situation does matter to me mm-hmm. still. You know? Right, right. Can I? 
Can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By all means. Um, I noticed you keep using um, come out as the press mm-hmm. in kind of the same way you would maybe about your sexuality. Uh-huh. Do you feel like the two equate? Because I've thought about this a lot. Yeah. I, I, no, I do. Because it is like a wall there. And it is like a mm-hmm. sense of societal shame yes. to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's a big mm-hmm. stigma on it. Because mm-hmm. people automatically think, oh, you're depressed. Well, you're suicidal or you're homicidal. Or it's every day is a dark day. All you listen to is this sad music. Or right, you always right. need that's to be good, by yourself. Or you're music. a super negative person. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't look like that. The stigma on, attached to depression, depression specifically, is 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 detrimental to society. Period. Because mm-hmm. everybody deals with it. Agree. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Especially the way American society is yeah. society is set up. These are the facts. Yeah. These are the facts. But no, I do I do equate it to coming out and being proud that hey yeah I do I do. Mm-hmm. I I agree. I I have a friend. Um, who also goes through this and she and I have talked a lot about you know it is like she has quote come out mm-hmm. on social media mm-hmm. and just been like FYI everybody this is my diagnosis this is what I go through this is what I want you right, guys right. to know about me um, and she and I talked about and I, I, I post stuff about you know different things all the time but never like specifically hey everybody I'm Speak to it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I have anxiety <laughs> um, but you know she and I have talked about it is it is a, it is a lot like coming out yeah. in, th- in that way Hmm? Like, do you think it's freeing? Just I do. Yeah, because I think that's a part of it. The the, the mm-hmm. shame, mm-hmm. The, the, the part that makes it so, uh, uh, you know, it affects you so much is the part that you just scared that people mm-hmm. will judge you. And well, I I the same way with sexuality. Yeah, exactly. If I'm honest about it, yeah. you know, then then the people who are okay with it are going to be the ones that right. stick around, and the people who are not, bye. Yep. yep. I don't need you anyway. I um I deal with that, but only in the way of, and it was actually a question on here. Um, when it comes to like dating. Like, mm. I'm like, when do I, when do I have that conversation? Do I have that conversation? Say, hey, I have depression, anxiety, and PTSD, and I have to take a pill every day. Like, You have to have that conversation. But I, I know, but it's like, when do you do that? Because, like, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm dating now, and, like, you know, yeah. but it's just, like, I guess at the stages I'm at with, you know, the people that I'm talking to, I don't feel the need to disclose that at this point. But at some point, I know I'm going to have to have the conversation. And it does kind of worry me a little bit. Like, I'm like, if I really like this guy and then he, like, gets weird about that, then I'm like, well, I got to cancel you now yeah. because you're an asshole. But, you know, just I, I think just like how people deal with, I guess, just with three gay black men on this panel, just how people deal with <laughs> HIV. <Okay. and> <laughs> <laughs> Demetri- <laughs> he's a woman, okay? okay. <laughs> it, it all depends on your mm-hmm. comfortability level because you also have to be accountable mm-hmm. for your own feelings in this. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about, oh, I, get, I have – some some unspoken uh loyalty to this person i gotta let them know everything about me you also got to give your don't give yourself too much more than you can handle and when do you when do you guys think you should reveal that you are you have a mental health issue with a person you're dating when do you reveal well that? not on the first date <laughs> <laughs> um hmm i don't know because i guess I, I, I can't speak. It's hard, I right? I, 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 say I was in a relationship up. dealing with mine, so I don't really know. Because I, 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 I can sit here and say all this, but I'm not good at giving advice on stuff that I haven't right. Okay, so mine's chronic, so I've always had this. So every okay. one of my relationships has had to do with All right, with this. so give me the tea. So, uh, Put me on. <laughs> I think it's when when it comes up naturally. Okay. Like, you're you're hitting a slump. You just need to be honest with the person that you're with. Like, okay. FYI, it's not you. Right now I'm going through this. Okay. Um. And it's because of these things, and it kind of gives you the opportunity to open up and talk about it. Um, maybe, you know, in, in past relationships, it's come up when I've been talking about, like, when you get into the, like, the deep, dark, secret part. 
where you're like, okay. tell me about your childhood. Yeah. Tell yeah. me about these things. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it kind of comes up naturally in that kind of way. Um, but it's when you're comfortable. Like he said, you don't want to put more yeah. on yourself than you're ready. If you're not ready to talk about it with that yeah. person, you shouldn't. But um, there's not a there's not a specific time frame. It shouldn't okay. be two years in and y'all ain't right, talking right, about it. Right, right, right. Come on now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but as it comes up, you gotta you have to be honest. Okay. Just be honest. Yeah, in any relationship, honesty is a big thing. And just being transparent. Yeah. But right, choosing. Wouldn't that go with the shame thing? Like if you're shameful to tell somebody that you have this going yeah. on? I mean, yeah, a little bit, yeah, and I and I said that I, I deal with that, you know, for, for sure. I mean, maybe not the first day, but when you know you about to go through something, like, okay, I'm gonna fuck up, I'm gonna cut off all my other hoes for you, then you <laughs> right. Should take well, I think you know what? The the I mean, that's valid. That's valid. <laughs> the think, first date yeah. thing, though, I don't, I, I, I agree with. Depending don't on talk what about stage. religion either. <laughs> <laughs> depending <laughs> on what stage you're at, because some people are just okay with just saying like putting everything on the table, and that's how they operate, and that's the best way to operate with them because they can't operate in a gray area. And right. they're not good important. with just like for the first two or yeah. three months mm-hmm. thinking in the back of the head, well, what if I finally tell this? Are they gonna leave me? Some people are they operate much better in the realm of okay, this is everything I got to deal with. This mm-hmm. is most of the bad stuff. So here it is. Tell me how you feel. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? And right, it, right. It, it depends on the circumstances of the relationship as yeah. well. Like, have mm-hmm. you known that person prior to, or did you meet them offline and your entire relationship has been got starting it. on the first date? Got yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah. if we've been friends before that, I'm going to tell you sooner because I mean, you know if me. we've been friends before that, you probably already you know. know. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Uh, this question is for Brittany. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because you are the only parent at the table. Oh, I'm expecting. What, <laughs> <laughs> what is it like being a parent? Um, and having a mental health issue, how do you balance that out? Like, what, how difficult is that? I know it has to be hard sometimes, like, because you have to be present for your child, you mm-hmm. know, but at the same time, like, you know, sometimes you don't have the gas in the tank. This is, this Come is on, a I daily struggle. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be honest and tell you that Elisha saved my life. Okay. Um, Yay. He, <laughs> um, I was in a, um, a very abusive marriage uh-huh. at the time. Emotionally or physically or both? Uh, emotionally, verbally, he would get home from work and I would go in the baby's bedroom and lock the door and put the chair in front of it so he wouldn't come in. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, and I, he, he saved me. Um, so you have a, you have another question later about suicide, but there Uh had been, you know, there had been very dark times in my life prior to that. And the marriage was getting to the point where it was going to get dark again. Right. Um, it was dark. Um. but I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, there's nothing I'm going to do to ever lose this baby. Right, right. I'm not going to take myself out of the picture. Mm-hmm, I'm not going to mm-hmm. do anything so stupid that somebody else comes and tries to take my child out of the picture. Right, right. Nobody's taking this child. Right. <laughs> yeah. There will be no reason for child services to come to my house. <laughs> so, um, so he, I mean, he he has literally saved my life. Um, That's incredible. And there's another. We can go into, on a religion episode, we can go into more of that. But, okay, um, yeah. He... I mean, Brittany's still the same church. You still go? I do. Okay. <laughs> we okay. do go to the same church. Harvard, yeah. um, we were talking, actually. Did, did Jamil tell you the other day? I was talking to my son about, you know, some families have two mommies and some have two Aww. daddies and stuff. And he was like, like Jamil and his boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you better clock it. <laughs> <laughs> you better clock, clock. that <laughs> <laughs> He remembers meeting you. He liked you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyways. I so had the motherly he, instinct. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is an issue of you know i've spent all my energy at work and now i gotta get home and deal with him and um 
just the concern when he's going through things like he's been going through a really rough time like i've told you about it yeah, just yeah. a really rough time of of just attitude and pushing boundaries and i get in my head that that's normal but mm-hmm. i'm scared in my heart that i have physically passed on my mental health how old is he he's five wow <laughs> I got that. Wow. So I, I didn't, I didn't think cons- of it that way. Well, yeah. And my dad kind of deals with the same. My dad has Parkinson's. I've said that in probably every episode I've been on. But mm-hmm. um, when my sister was going through some issues of she was having tremors and she was having issues like that, the guilt right, right. of did I pass that on to my daughter and mm-hmm. the guilt that I have of did I pass this on to my son. Mm-hmm. It's just right. it, it's it's a lot to deal with. So as a parent, awareness is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. I have to constantly be aware of how am I feeling today? Mm-hmm. How am I relating to my son? Yeah. Is this actually because he pissed me off? Or right, is this right. because <laughs> I have used up all my happy hours earlier okay. and now I don't have any happy hours left for the afternoon oh, when we're together. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, when you have depression, when you have anxiety, the need to be alone, the need to recharge yes. is, is very important. Yes, but yes. especially with he and I, we've lived with my parents for most of his life and shared a bedroom. Mm-hmm. So there is no alone time. Right. Um, unless you hide in the bathtub with the curtain closed under a blanket, like anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, there's not there's not the alone time. He needs me, yeah, and yeah. he will tell me sometimes, like, "Mommy, I miss you," and I like Aww. haven't been gone, but I haven't been there Present. either. Right, right. So it, it's it's definitely a matter of of consciousness. It's a matter of I have to constantly be taking my meds. I have to be in therapy if I need it. I have to be being present with him and it's and, and again saved my life because yeah. mm-hmm. i was not good at managing my depression before yeah. him so you uh-huh. know uh reading the book that i'm reading on uh, cognitive therapy it, it has a case study about a mother who uh would had thoughts of attempting um a suicide a well, murder suicide mm-hmm. of her and her children uh-huh. and oh, looking wow. at Poor it and, and looking at it from just a, a normal person's vantage point and even some most people's um vantage point that, that when they're, that they're not that are, are that are even are depressed mm-hmm. um you think like this is completely insane yeah. and you think this is something that is just you know just offset but it, the thing about i like about cognitive therapy is that it gives it a train of thought mm-hmm. and the mother goes through depression mm-hmm. you know she goes from being this very upbeat very motivated woman loving her kids loving herself to this deep dark person yeah mm-hmm. and it becomes it 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 puts itself in the fact that she started to feel very inadequate um and she starts like self-deprecating and mm-hmm. start talking about herself in certain type of lights and she was misguided about her perception of herself that thus made her depressed so then when she got when it came to her kids she felt like oh i'm stuck in this place i can't get out my kids are not going to be able to grow up i'm going to give my kids this mm-hmm. this right, si- right. you know this disease or whatever and then she thought about killing herself and then she said you know i don't want my kids to live in a world without their mother mm-hmm. and the love that I can give them, even though I right. can't give them much, I can't give them. I, I don't, I don't see any woman ever being able to replace me. So that's when she went from just killing herself Understood. to killing her kids as well. De- depression and mental health really warps your logic. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, it does. In a way where you think, well, you know, it's hopeless for me. So obviously it's hopeless for my kids too. So we should all yep. just be done. Yeah. And like, I, and obviously when we're when we're healthy yeah. <laughs> or with people who don't deal with these things, you know, you look from the outside and you're like, that makes no logical sense. But yeah. depression has its own logic. Yes, it yep. does. That it yes, talks it you into things. Yeah. Yep. And you talk yourself into and you things. create your own over reality. And over. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Over and over. You have your depression mantra that yep. goes through your head. Yep. It's never going to get better. It's never going to get better. It's oh, never yeah. going to get better. This is it. 
Yes. This is this is what it's going to be. This That's is what reality. I always ask my you friends when they're going through depression. I ask them, "What is the sentence that keeps repeating right. in your head?" Right. That is a good and question. That is what we need to deal with. Is that Sometimes. issue right there? That's a good question. Um, kind of a twofold question. Number one, how do you cope, and do you feel hopeful? Ooh. I um will say for me, coping. Um. I honestly don't know how I cope. Mm-hmm. I have n- I couldn't tell you like I, this this one thing that I do there's it, it just I have gotten to the point where I just kind of let it run its course because I know it's not going to last forever and I just try to survive it. That's mm-hmm. a coping mechanism. Um, too, it's not the. Um, it's not my favorite coping mechanism. It's not. It's not. It's <laughs> not good. From it's, my it's very good friend Chase. Yeah, it's because a coping it's mechanism. It's gotten to a point where like yeah. there used to be like it used to be like okay maybe I might have like a, a day mm-hmm. and then it might be okay maybe they, now it's like. If I'm not careful, it'll be weeks will go yeah. by, and I'm like in the, and I can't. That's I can't stay in that survival mode for too long. Yeah, it takes too much energy to do that. So, it takes so much. Um, mm-hmm. And when I'm when I'm in that, I don't feel hopeful. As of right now, um, with these meds working, and you know, I, I do I feel hopeful. I don't I don't like taking pills. I don't even want to take the damn aspirin, the baby aspirin. I gotta take every day. I don't want to do that. So I don't like having to take things. Um, and then I'm like, you know, looking at okay, I have to go to therapy, and like, you know. I, I, d- I don't know how hopeful I feel about it. I know that because I am a survivor and I, you know, I always win, I know I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I just don't know. Like, there's no finish line in sight. So, like, normally mm-hmm. for me, like, if I have a goal, I have tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. The goal is over there. The Whatever I need is over there. So, I focus in on that and I just run toward that line. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no line. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing for me. Yeah. So, I'm like, so I, I don't really know how I feel about it. I know I'm going to be fine. Do you, um, do you know there's a line, though? I don't know that. Okay. I don't know. And that. I so think that's mm-hmm. that. That's the disc. Because I was talking to somebody about that the other day, and it was like it's like putting something through a tube or like like, like a turkey baster, and you have that big like you know the part that where all the liquid goes in, mm-hmm. and then it all goes into that small right. little tube. And I think a lot of us we operate in the big tube, and right, then right, right. when we start to go through things, it mm-hmm. slowly but okay. surely starts to concentrate, mm-hmm. and then it gets dark, and then it gets very. Uh, mind-numbing and time-consuming and mm-hmm. just very daunting and overwhelming and you just Say don't that. know when Say you're going to be released from this yeah, tunnel. Yeah, that's a great way to put that. It is. But you just, you, I think you have to keep in mind that it is because that's, that's the way, honestly, that I cope is that I don't know what the line is, where the line is. I just know once I get on the other side, mm-hmm. it's going to be so much better because I'm going to be so much self-aware and so much mm-hmm. more prepared to deal with this stuff and, and be able to be more proactive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And know, like, like now, like, I, I deal with stuff in a different way because I know what triggers me. Oh. I think I just told myself, like, okay, like, because I, for a while I was trying to get back to what I was or who I was before all this stuff happened to me. Like, I was mm-hmm. really trying to get back Don't. to that person. That's and see, and I had to. And I, I was, she's gone. Yeah. She, she's not coming <laughs> back. new normal. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was actually talking to Vaughn, and she told me the same thing. She was like, "He's, she's not coming back. Like, Bye-bye. That, that's that. <laughs> there's a new. Sasha um, is yeah. dead. There's. <laughs> there's, something, there's a new person. There's there's Beyonce. better on the other side of this. So yes. like, I am. Um, yes. mm-hmm. So I've I've just I've, I'm cool with that at this point. I'm just I'm not sure how I cope or like mm-hmm. if I feel hopeful. But I don't feel dark. I don't feel like you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's a step. That's yes, a step that's in the right good. direction. Okay, two things for you. Number one, when you're talking to yourself about these things, mm-hmm. think about it as if I'm coming to you and saying these things. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to you saying I don't feel. Like there's an end inside. I don't feel like. And then you give me advice that you would give your friend dealing with these okay, things. Okay, that's mm-hmm. great advice. Because that is 
because we're gonna talk to ourselves so much differently than we're gonna talk to. I talk to that myself like trash. Exactly. I really do. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. talk to yourself as you would your very good friend coming to you with this thing, mm-hmm. your best friend coming to you with this thing, someone you love coming to you with this thing. What you wouldn't let yourself talk. You right. wouldn't let them say those things about I yourself. Can I can I interject real quick? Yes. Go for it. And this is for you, Chase. And I, I'm not calling you out, honey. Not. It's fine. Honestly, truly. Honestly, truly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just coming to you as a friend. I want you to stop self-deprecating on social media. You are a very do handsome I? guy. Oh, my God. So good looking. Yeah. And okay. you throw yourself under the bus <laughs> yes. so much. And it just kills me to my soul. And it just makes me so angry because you're such a good guy, good conversation, good fine. looking. Yes. But then you'll say this trash selfie. I saw that on the other day and I was like, wait, what? No. Most of the time I don't mean it. Most of the time. The but things you know, we say over ourselves. Right. It unconsciously does. Yes. It, it, does, it, it does. It comes from a place. It does come from a place. And it just keep that, get that out of your atmosphere. Get it out of your normal behavior because mm-hmm. you are like – a dope ass person. You so are. Like, yeah, you it, do it this when you come on the show. Roger. <laughs> talk about <laughs> it. Bitch, if you talk bad things about yourself, you're gonna believe bad things about yourself. If you talk good over yourself, you're gonna believe good over yourself. Because you know the definition of self-deprecating. Self-deprecating is literally making fun of yourself in a humorous way, but it's it's still like devaluing still who you are, even if it is funny or those even if the, it is. Those hilarious. are the black ass facts. I, you're right. <laughs> and I and I do not take it, you know, negatively. I appreciate it. No and um thank you for saying such nice things about me. I appreciate it. It's better than most things I've said to myself lately. So thank exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> You're very nice. Okay, so coping. Besides just stop talking to yourself like that. Um I've kind of felt the same way. There's mm-hmm. been times in the past where my outlook was there is no happy ending for yeah. depression. Yeah. yeah, like just get through it. There is no happy. Well, and my sto- <laughs> my thing was just there's so many. You look at all like especially lately the celebrities. Yes, uh, yes. You look at yes. historical figures. You look at people like that, and just reading through, oh, they did all these great things, but it still ended in suicide. It right. still ended. Yeah, in yeah, 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 Still yeah. ended in alcoholism and drug abuse and all these things. And so my mindset was just there's no happy ending for depression. There's no reason that I need to mm-hmm. attempt that. Do you think and my oh. new sorry. <laughs> oh no, no, it's on me. My yeah. new um way of dealing with it is not looking at the ending. It's looking at this year, this is what I want to do. It's looking at the immediate. Okay, right. Today right. I'm gonna go to work and have a good day. Mm-hmm. This year yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I've been doing that lately. I'm gonna go back to school, I'm gonna study, I'm gonna, yep. you know, achieve these dreams. Right. This year I'm gonna do these things and I can't think that far in advance yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i can't think you know five ten years from now whenever anybody's like what's your five year goal i don't care <laughs> i want to live through this year i want to survive this year yes, i want to yes. be in a different place and you talk about journaling i have journals from the past several years and well not journals but you know what i'm saying yeah mm-hmm. whatever word you want to put to it but um i don't want to go back and read you know, June 23rd from last year, and it say the same thing as it did this yeah. year. These are the... F- yes. And you know, it's Ooh, so funny that yeah. you say that, is that a lot of us, they give us, like, these bad uh, behaviors that we shouldn't do, like com- compartmentalize yeah. or, mm-hmm. n- or not think towards the future. But and when you're moving through these stepping stones, sometimes those things help you get you to the next to. level because people who compartmentalize have a control issue. I love control. So <laughs> I tend to that's, I tend to compartmentalize, but when it comes to my depression, I have to because that's the only way I'm able to move through a situation. Totally. Once I'm able to, to finagle my way through situations better, then I can start thinking, okay, five years in advance, mm-hmm. uh, this, you know, be a little bit more intangible with my goals. But right mm-hmm. now, I need stuff I can touch. I need mm-hmm. something that you need I can. small victories. It, you have to. Yeah. Yes. I, you know what's so funny? I was talking to Vaughn, um, 
like maybe like two weeks ago and i was like vaughn i just need a win i was like i need a win i need a w i need like something good to happen yeah. like just because it, it is motivating it does yes. give you like gas to move forward a little but bit but you more. need to not expect a giant win yeah you need to yes. expect today right. this small win that i have mm -hmm. achieved so yesterday was a win for the first time in probably um gosh it's a, a, probably at least like a year year and a half it was the first day that my like you know i, I deal with like being busy and mm -hmm. stuff a lot for whatever yeah, reason we yeah. can't figure it out yet but um like it was at like like a one like maybe half maybe even half that like yes. it was yeah. like maybe like once or twice i felt like a little while but i was like yo like i feel healthy mm -hmm. you forget how it feels <laughs> right like for the first <laughs> i was like yo i haven't felt healthy to in feel so long normal exactly. <laughs> I'm like, quotations normal <laughs> it's kind of making me wonder like is is my like my dizziness and stuff that i deal with um does it have to do with my anxiety um mm -hmm. and i it just kind of manifested itself in that way um because i felt like i'm like yo i feel healthy like what the fuck is going on are you uh, is this the meds working? Like, because <laughs> if so, I will take this pill happily for the rest w of my down. black ass Just life. Write Ooh. it down. Keep like, it. But no, I, I, I was happy for that. I got mm -hmm. my W. Like, it, and it's like halfway through the day, I was kind of expecting it like to to go bad, go but bad, it didn't. Yeah. So that so I, I I take my Ws where I can. Um, yes. Let's talk about um, let's talk about triggers. Like, <sighs> what are actually your triggers, Dimitri? You go first. You've been silent for a while over there. My triggers are fuck niggas. Um, <laughs> can you not and, excuse me but anywho my triggers are just um fuck niggas and it's just a lot of pressure um i think mainly with me and my depression is basically <laughs> i put all this pressure on myself um anything i do I honestly that's why yeah i've been skipping a bitch for a couple times so i gotta well, say interject some say something <laughs> but um that's why i don't self-medicate or anything like that because i do personally i feel like i can change the way i feel and the way i think and everything like that uh -huh. so i do feel like it's the energy that i do put out and also shit like that so if i'm like self-deprecating what was the question <laughs> i just lost <laughs> your it triggers, your triggers, oh my baby. triggers damn you said that word my triggers are pressure because personally, like with work wise, because I mean, granted, I do like my job, but uh -huh. do I think I want to do this for the rest of my life? No. Right. So I have this idea in my head and this started ever since college because I knew this goal and this path to this plan that I have. And I was like, after I graduated and mm -hmm. I went to Verizon, I'm working at a fucking call center, but I studied journalism. That shit was horrible right, for me. Right, and I'm right. like, bitch, I didn't expect to be this getting cursed out 40 times a day. You know? <laughs> right. So, like, things like that, that's my triggers. If, okay. if I'm not doing what I want to be doing, mm -hmm. if I know I'm not living up to my potential because I put all this pressure on myself. And yeah. I think that's the biggest thing with my depression, Got how it. I deal with it. Yeah. Because I'm not living up to who I know I can be. Is you it know? end goal oriented? Like, you feel pressure that you're not at your end goal yet? Or you feel pressure that you're not working toward it? I feel like it's, I'm not working toward it. Okay. Yeah. To be honest with you. Okay. Um, I hate to say that but because it's like i know there's shit i could be doing you know mm -hmm. i mean granted a bitch work two jobs and she be tired and yes. two jobs okay but <laughs> <laughs> it's like i know i, I can be doing <laughs> thing else you know yeah. like with journal you know journalism granted i'm not a journalist right now but i know i can be writing but do i go home and write so i put this pressure on me. i'm like okay bitch you know what you can be doing mm -hmm. so you should do it mm -hmm. so, so that's what gets me go ahead so two things with that Number one, I speak. <laughs> Number one, Roger, heal okay. no I see that. Come on, Ayana, <laughs> fix my life. The best way to contradict your depression, because I think you actually suffer from situational depression, and the reason why I think so is because it's, it it tends to be like a situation or a placement in life that triggers it, 
and that's usually a symptom of situational depression but the best thing you can do for yourself which a lot of people who suffer from situational depression people don't do is discipline and when i say discipline mm-hmm. i mean i agree work towards that and do something towards that go right. every single day because then you feel like you're moving and then you feel like you're actually doing something right and i agree with that because especially when i started to like i said when i first started seeing my therapist before i moved to my new place because photography is a big thing i do that um you guys yes know. Xavier Images. Um, you know check me out Xavier but Images. i haven't been doing it too much um since i moved up to charlotte mm-hmm. you know because i don't really know the girls here or people here i don't really have a clientele like i did in columbia yeah mm-hmm. So I wasn't practicing, like, this habit or this hobby. That's what I think what can handle my depression. Like, Mm -hmm. if I, like, okay, if I do something, I need to put energy in everything else. You know what I'm saying? Like, even with you, Chase, like, with some things, like, okay, if I'm constantly in this space and thinking about it, Mm -hmm. I need to do other things Mm -hmm. to get me out of it. My mind is, if I'm here, if I'm home alone and I'm thinking about being single, bitch, get out of the house. You know, that's how I think about it. So you have to change your way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And you have to get out of it. Then, I mean, when you go back home, you can be sad and lonely, but you're not in the house all day. You know? Okay, you know, it, girl, girl I, fuck you. <laughs> I don't want to dig on that. Come too at much, me, girl. But a lot of times, you just being single and sad about being single is it doesn't just stop there. It, it's 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 something way more Another connected to that. <laughs> it's it's usually a feeling of. Uh, not being valued or yep. your life being wasted. Right. Or, or the it, concern that Chase expressed a lot. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'm going to go no, ahead no. and share your secret. No, this but is when you were going through your health thing, your whole thing Say about it. being single and mm-hmm. I'm so scared something's going to happen in my house and there ain't going to be there. It, it comes from, yep. a, uh, it, you don't realize it, but it does come right. from places like that. But then you said something earlier yeah. <laughs> that I kind of was like, wow. Say it, bitch. <laughs> the fact that, I, you can control your emotions, like, and I, because I, I can't control mine. What I can do is prevent those things from happening or circumvent them in ways that are healthy. Mm-hmm. But like, once I get stuck in a place, I usually have to go through the motions and and try to pull myself out. But once I'm there, it's like, shit, shit, I'm here. like my whole yeah. day, like too like, late. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, because like, like I'll, I'll sit here, right? Because I can't let stuff go. It's mm-hmm. easy, and that's a part of depression. Like you just can't like. Mm-hmm. Right. Me and Jamil got an argument. Can't put it down. Argument lasted maybe like five minutes, and just the way he walked off, it sent me into like a little slump for like the next hour. And it was just like I'm here, and like yeah. I, you know, but you have to do yeah. things for me at least to prevent yourself from getting there, which mm-hmm. is like I said, like working towards your goal and right. being proud of something that you're doing. I have something in common with both of you guys, actually. Um, my one of my main triggers is that whole forever alone thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Um, so it will like sit on me, and then I am just like you know, one of my biggest fears is dying alone, like just never yeah. being I'm able so sorry to. About that. <laughs> No, 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 no. That I've spoken about that before, okay. and I'm, I'm honest <laughs> about that. Um, it's well, kind of twofold. It's actually physically like being by myself and dying, and also yeah. never really having the opportunity to experience like a uh, romantic love in like its purest form. Never really having a chance to operate in that because that's yeah. where my my natural gifts really show up in that arena. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's me, that's a subject for a whole other thing. I can go <laughs> into that right, right there. And I'm, I'm going to have an episode about that because I think it's important. But um, so that's a trigger for me. But also 
kind of like with Roderick, like for me, like I have to do my best to make sure I don't get into those pl- those spaces because once I'm there, it's You're like in that hole, and now you just and it's like it's like walls. okay, no way out. I'm here now. Yeah, you know. Um, and it's so funny because when I was younger, I used to be able to you know control my emotions like Dimitri, just be like, child, fuck it, like, and just like move on, like, and just hide but it and keep it moving. That's but what I said. Like, so control your emotions or just deflect and neglect. I think it's control because I think for me it was more deflect and neglect. Like mm-hmm. I would. Even I still t- try to do that or now re-channel. sometimes. Like, like you feel yeah. fear, but you're gonna rechannel mm-hmm. it into anger. So that to well, me, that's re- more of control. Well, that's me then. But see, like I rechannel yeah. it into like humor. Like that's I'll yes, like, you do. <laughs> I, like I make stuff funny that's not really funny, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of helps me to kind of like not focus on it. And it also that makes I don't you wanna... so black. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> no, but it does. I mean, like cops use that. People with like mm-hmm. you know serious diagnoses. Poor use people that. use that. I remember okay talking about growing up poor and me and my friends just laughing about it. Like oh, you know, and but at the end of the day, it's so depressing. We joke about yeah. that. We, exactly. We joke about that in my family with like people who have you know like again sorry, but my dad's Parkinson's obviously right. this affects me a lot. Um, <laughs> Y'all call it the shakes. We, he doesn't have that. Oh, his okay. legs don't work. Basically. Oh, he can't like walk. Forward, oh, wow. and so he either shuffles to what, like he physically can't pick his foot up off the floor, so oh. he has to walk like shuffling across the floor, or his legs just won't turn on at all, and he'll just be like frozen for a couple of minutes mm-hmm. trying to talk. Girl, to he his won't legs. be able to get nowhere on no carpet. Exactly, no, he does not. Oh, um, wow. And all of our wood floors are scuffed up. You can see where he's been, and so we joke about it. Like uh-huh. we joke about it constantly. Uh-huh. He's like, I can't wash the dishes. I have Parkinson's. <laughs> I can't do the laundry. I have Parkinson's. <laughs> <laughs> and, like and we'll be going like we'll be out places, and we'll be uh, like, Dad, could you hurry <laughs> up? We're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> that is horrible. But that's how we deal with it. Right, right, right. And it Drunk. is, it can be healthy. It, it, yeah. it is, it definitely can be healthy. It can, right. If you're using it to not deal with the issue, that's not healthy. But if you're using it as an outlet, okay, yeah. it can be. It, it can is. be a way to remember that there mm-hmm. is more to life than what you're going through. Laughter right, right. does heal the soul. Yes, it does. It does. It I mean, does. Like I could sit here, like our family could sit here and be sad about the things that, that have, nec- you know, been lost because of this diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, He's still here. He's still yeah. with us. We're yeah. still hanging out. Like, so, let's, let's, so I'm gonna make fun of how slow you walk. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's fine humor in the nuances. It can be. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Last last question for you guys. Um, well, for myself too. Um, what can someone in your life, whether it be family, boyfriend, you know, whatever, girlfriend, hey, um, what can they do in your life to support you? Um, oh, I got this. With one. this. Go for it, bitch. Listen to me. <laughs> we too. Say that. Listen to me, because the thing is, tying back to the other one about, I forgot what the question was. But anywho, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talk about it a lot, I and am, I lose track. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Child, I'm tired. <laughs> but no, you have to listen to me, because my biggest thing with my people is like, I want to like, because I'm usually the strong one. I'm usually the bitch who like, girl, you get your shit together. Mm-hmm. This is what you're gonna do. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to stop doing. I'm that bitch. So people come to me to pursue it like that. And like, that's why I can't be that weak black person or that weak man or that weak woman, you know. <laughs> Post-op, pre-op, excuse me. <laughs> so it's like, my thing is with me, because I don't need that much attention because I usually talk to myself and get through shit. But when I'm calling you and I'm trying to talk about this shit with you, if I'm going through it, like legit listen to a bitch mm-hmm. because I do it far and few between. Okay. And so when you get off the fucking phone with me to answer another call with somebody, I have a problem with that because I never call you for anything. And this okay. is the one time a bitch is weak. And if you don't talk to me, I have a problem with that. This Got is it. why I don't talk to people. This is why I kind of keep shit myself. Mm-hmm. And as you see, I try to handle it on my own because legit, I don't feel like I have people to reach out to as much as I 
do mm-hmm. because there's been situations where I try to come to you about some shit, but mm-hmm. it's like I need to get off the phone with you. I can't kind of talk. This is the night. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me deal with the shit on my own. Right. Let me be angry about it. Yeah. But my thing is for people, my friends, family, and whoever, just listen to a bitch. I mean, that's why I'm in therapy. Majority of the time, I'm just going off about some shit that pissed me <laughs> off. <laughs> Granted, that shit is free with EPA. Check your job out. But EAP. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, but it's, this is one letter wrong. Environmental bitch. Protection Agency. <laughs> well, protect me. That's exactly who I call. But my thing is, it's the biggest thing with the, the whole depression thing. Just listen to a girl. Don't think it's like, oh, bitch, you going through your mood. You on your rag. You doing this, this, oh, and that. Okay. And all that. Just listen to me, girl, because that's all I got to say. Roger. That's a very loaded question for me, at least. Um, because, number one... <laughs> Don't not be there at all. Mm-hmm. Like, and I've dealt with this before where it's like you tell somebody this you're going through and then they don't because because they're so scared of it and yeah. because there is such a stigma on it or they never went through it themselves. They're just they not they're absent mm-hmm. completely. Don't not be there. But also just kind of if, if you don't know how to be there, just like check in, mm-hmm. you know, because um, because that means a lot because that means because I'm already like beating myself up and thinking yeah. that my feelings, you know, don't matter or thinking that my feelings are overwhelming. Yeah. But then also, um, you do, like you said, you need some people to listen, but you also need some people to bounce off of mm-hmm. um, and find somebody saying, um, yeah, I mean, just just be there. And I think it's, it's very important for the person who's dealing with the disorder to be able to differentiate who should and should not give you advice or give you a uh, reaction. Because some people yeah. you just need to vent to Right, and then some people you actually sh- should trust enough to bounce you off and and allow you to get through the the, the situation because they base depression off of in in uh, uh normal behavior. Mm-hmm. So if you have somebody who has pretty stable behavior, pretty stable thought patterns, I think you'll be okay with you know just seeing what they would do or what's comfortable for you. Brittany, um, I would say. Um, don't dismiss all my behavior as behavior as just yes. expression, um, and don't try to talk me out of it either. <laughs> don't try to be like you're not depressed. Of you just I need am. more Jesus. Uh, you just this and this. Um, no, uh, acknowledge it for what it is, um, and I just I like get to know me. Mm-hmm. There are little things. There are big things. Like, there are some times where I just, the, what I need to snap out of it is you sending me a funny meme. It needs to be immediate. Okay. Yes. If there is some times where I need you to come over and tell me, stop. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there was one time at, at uh, our, our friend Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, she pulled me aside. She was like, you cannot walk around defeated. Yes, stop Ashley. It. I love me some Ashley. Hey, I know. I love Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> she is the best. But um, she just pulled me aside. She was just like, stop. Right. Walking around defeated. We cannot right. live that way. Come and, on here. um, you know, and, and there are sometimes where I need to sit down and have a three hour conversation with you about what I'm going through. And there yeah. are some times where you need to cut me off at 10 minutes and be like, all right, we're going to refocus. Yeah. We're going to go do this other thing and we're going to get your mind off of this because it's really not yeah. as, as big of a deal as you're making it. So I, really getting to know the person, mm-hmm. like you were saying, you know, when you share this with some people or when you do, I mean, depression makes you do stupid things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are still responsible for those actions, but they are caused by. Yeah. And then there are some people that check out of your life because of that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And there are some people that dig in deeper and get to know you. And they're, those are the ones that, that are going to be able to help you through these things. Um, 
so for I mean, for me, it's just get to know the person. Mm-hmm. If you love them, if you care about them, yeah. you're going to know them anyways. Right. And you're going to know, you know, how to help them through what they need. And just, you know, ask. Yeah. Ask. Yeah. What do you need right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you. That's mm-hmm. the question that never gets asked. Exactly. Like when you tell somebody, right. I've always dealt with that, except for outside of my boyfriend. The o- nobody me? has ever the people that I've told they never ask right. like no. what is it that I can do they right. think in their mind and, and, I'm gonna sit there and talk to you I'm gonna bring you a casserole I'm gonna bring you some wine <laughs> or I'm just gonna listen yeah, or anything like, like, and, and like that's great ask me though exactly ask me because then when you miss <laughs> when when you when you kind of miss the the mark it's like you know you have something to reference you right, know because right. I'm not looking for my best friend to be my end all be all I have a whole yeah. boyfriend for that <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole man that's dealing with my crazy until Chase steals you that's right <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but just ask just ask just ask yes so for me I would say um, a way that you can support me um, is just do whatever the hell I need you to do and it kind of comes along with asking yeah. Um, yeah. like you kind of said sometimes like just a funny meme or something will really help pull me out of where I am. Um, Mm -hmm. So if I need you to, you know, make me laugh, if I need you to get me out of the house, if I need you to come over to my house and sit with me, if I need you to, you know, just leave me alone. Or if I need you like, okay, this is more like, you know, along like boyfriend lines. If I need you to just like sit on the couch with me and like, just let me lay on your chest. Or if I just need you like to let (laughs) let me, uh, (laughs) let me talk to you. Or if I, I might need you to sex me, like whatever it is. Like I, I need you to be flexible and willing to do all those things. Um, I realized something as we were talking that when I asked a question about coping earlier, I told kind of a fib. I didn't realize it until I just thought about (gasps) it. I actually do have a coping mechanism, and um, I almost didn't say it because I didn't want it to. This isn't always me coping because mm-hmm. I am just a nice person, but a lot of times when I'm feeling really low, I will build up people that I know around me. Mm-hmm. So like I'll just send like a text message or I'll just whatever, and I'll just like say, "Oh, you're incredible," you're, and, and this is why. Yeah. I um, do that when I want to post something on social media about yes. shit I'm going through, about yes. shit that bothers me in the world. I will instead post something positive. Mm-hmm. something uplifting mm-hmm. because yes. I'm going to try to change my own mental right. conversation mm-hmm. is also trying to change the conversation. I'm having. I want to make other people always spe- that also speaks to how insignificant you feel in that moment and you want to make an impact. So you mm-hmm. want to know you make an impact right. and you send it to somebody mm-hmm. and then they send you back that message. Thank right, you. Right. It's really, right. I love that. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And it makes you feel validated mm-hmm. in yourself. Now it's I've not, now too. let me say it's not always that because this, again, this is just something that I do mm-hmm. normally, but I do notice that when I am in that space, um, that is something that I, that I do go to. Um, but yes, um, you guys are awesome. Thank you yeah. for coming and doing this, especially, um, a day early and super early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was kind of concerned that I wouldn't be able to turn it on today because I'm not a morning person, but it worked out. Morning so um, at this <laughs> point, <laughs> at this point, we're going to invite somebody to the cookout and uninvite somebody to the cookout. Uh. Um, I'm only inviting one person to the cookout this week. It's going to be somebody Beyonce. that no, somebody that I know actually. Um, Ter- I know him well. <laughs> Terrence Jackson. Um, I've known Terrence since hey 2000. Terrence. Hey, T. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> known him since 2003. Um, we uh, went to college together, and we had um, early on we had like a, a really cool friendship, and then it kind of Francis Marion. Francis Marion, yeah. Ew. And then we weren't friends for a while, but then like you know we kind of came back and got it We're together. Connected. But um, 
Terrence is really great. Terrence is a huge supporter of the show since like yeah. episode one. Hey ho. <laughs> we'll save you a seat. Uh, so Terrence, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for just your encouraging words, like listening to my show. Um, I love my fans. <laughs> <laughs> I love all you guys. So um, good looking out and um, shouts to you and your wife and your child Uh-oh. or children. I don't know if you have two children. Oh, yet, but he's a hetero. Um, he's, yes, he's <laughs> a hetero. Um, Never shout, mind. Shout <laughs> <laughs> I love those people too. <laughs> so thank you, Terrence. I Just appreciate kidding. you. Was born that way. Terrence, you're invited <laughs> to the cookout. Um, I want to uninvite. Um, this I'm one's going to be a little bit um, not fun, and you guys can please jump in on this with me because um, I'm not even really sure how to pronounce this young man's name. Oh. Um, on Monday, a uh, rapper was oh. murdered. Oh. Um, what's it? How do you how do you say it? X X X. Girl, I thought it was Tentacion. That's how you say it's, it. It's a lot. That's what they yeah, said I, on the I, Breakfast I Club. I didn't. Okay, so X X X Tentacion. You you're know. inviting him? No, and I'm not. I'm not inviting him, and I'm not uninviting him either. Okay, what I'm doing did. is I'm uninviting um, the killing society mm-hmm. <laughs> and the way that we deal with things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those who don't know, this young he was twenty years old and he's a rapper and he was um murdered in his car um outside of a motorcycle <laughs> like shop. Yeah. And um he was shot to death. Um in Florida. In Florida, in Miami. So um instead of being of assistance and trying to get this young man help, uh what did we do? We pulled out our phones. And we oh, you saw that shit? I did. I didn't watch it because I, stuff like that sits in my spirit. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. we pulled out our phones and we you recorded know, we this bitch. We recorded him dying. Exactly. Or recorded him dead. That's what we did. Um, instead of saying, "Hey, you know, seconds seconds matter," let I, me go ahead and and get somebody out here. So that's my first problem. I have no words for people. Like there was that. one man trying to check him out, but the rest of the people was just um, recording. Why would you record some a, shit like that? Right. But a question: Did somebody had already called the police by but the time still, people? Well, why would okay, you record so that's that's the thing, shit? Is it that there was a study of, about a specific case where a woman was being assaulted and murdered in an alley, and all of her neighbors saw it, and all of them assumed somebody else was going to call. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them, and nothing happened, and the woman died. And the same thing in this situation, mm-hmm. whether or not they did think that, but it's some not something thought, to videotape. Regardless, no, it's right. not something to videotape. Regardless, and it's not know. something to assume the person next to me goes going to call nine one one. It is on you, right? Bitch, we all better call. Uh-huh. Um, so that's that's my first issue. Is that like don't don't video that type of shit? And why are you goddamn watching it? Like who's watching that? It's just and, and you post why it you on Instagram. Crying? But you know what? You post it, it on Instagram. Like, that, it's posted. That's disgusting. Like but why you know, in this day and age though? It's so much speculation over how people are assaulted, how people die, what happens in a situation that honestly, I almost want to, I want somebody, if I was in a violent situation like that, mm-hmm. I almost do want somebody to videotape the whole Let's thing. Let's do a special study. Okay, but cool. Then tell the person next to you, you call 911 while I make sure I get evidence. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I just, because you and, never but, know. Okay. And, and if, cool. that, if that's the case, that's cool. But like, um, and I understand where you're coming from with that. That's valid. But let's not um, post this to the shade room. Sensationalize no. it, romanticize let's, let's not it. Do that. Yeah. No. And then the only thing the shade room was, uh, what they do? Uh, they cut the video. I think mm-hmm. they didn't even. They just. They just didn't show the whole entire video. But it's kind of sad. Um, mm-hmm. Really sad. Also, to go along with that, um, being rude about this man's death. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Rego- and, and and I don't. I don't. I'm not going to pretend to be a fan or, or like know his shit. Like yeah. all I I've known of him is you know some things that weren't great. Like he you know. There's some things that he did. He wasn't an angel, yeah. or the case was. And some people say he was trying to clean his life up. Okay, that's great. But yeah. at, the, at the same time, 
regardless of whatever. He is someone's child, someone's family member, somebody loves him, people care about him, someone's friend, whatever, brother, whatever. has ended in violence. Yes. So let's not be dicks in comments because Mm -hmm. we can hide behind our keyboards and do things like that. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, um, I have a couple (laughs) things with this because it it really bothered me. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's also, at the same time, not make him an angel in his death. Okay. Make him a person. Who he's, has good and bad. He's a person that's he's flawed. He's a human, and like there, there he were good things. There were good things he was trying to do. You know, he was he had like a charity event that was set up for this weekend that he was trying to wow. do. You know, so yeah. that's that. But he also apparently was you know a bit of a dick, a bit of a woman hitter, and a bit of a homophobe. Whatever the case was, yeah. all those things true. Let's not make him an angel mm-hmm. just because he died all of a sudden. You People I mean? in their insecurities can just be so de- like so demonizing, you know. Because he like hate gay people, you got people gay people that right. are sit there and sensationalize his murder, or because right. they don't like this about him, they'll. They just want a connection to fame themselves. And I and I they saw someone post. They retweet. I saw someone like, post yes. something saying that pretty much like, oh, he he hated gay people, so you know he got what he deserved. What the fuck are you talking about? Like yes. I, I I just I can't yes. believe that you would say something like that and post that. And and think that you're gonna get applause for that. You're not gonna get that from me. Yeah. You look at it and read you because I think that's that. It's, it's you don't bullshit. even know he might have been molested by gay people. You don't you don't know what his story is and what he wasn't able to get through. Somebody posted a picture of his ass and was. Then he got cakes up. Oh. Somebody said all them cakes in the ground. Oh. I was like, what? Okay. Oh. Um, and it the final the final thing I want to touch on um, with this is something that I always say. And I've been saying it for years, and I said it on this show um, a couple episodes ago when I was speaking about a friend of mine Mm -hmm. um, who passed away last summer. Um, Tell people how you feel about them now. Yes. Mm -hmm. He can't do anything with a vigil. He can't do anything with your rest in peace post. He can't do anything with your T-shirt. He can't do anything with a T-shirt. He can't do anything with a, oh, he was such a great artist. He was such a great person. He can't do anything with that shit. So what I want you to do, listener, is that person or those people in your life that you love so much that you think are so great, go and goddamn tell them mm. now. What's called giving them their flowers now? The fuck you waiting yes. for? Yeah. Like, what are you waiting for? I, oh, I Absolutely. fucking hate that shit. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, everybody loves all you. All these emotions come out. Like, yeah. nobody gives a fuck about you until you're dead. As a matter of fact, I think his, his streams and his album sales went up 5,000%. That's crazy. After he died. Yeah. 5,000%. Like... People were already comparing him to Tupac. At, yeah. Right after the day after he died, people were comparing oh, him to Tupac. And it was like, when you see Tupac. Just, no, I, my point is just song. tell people how you feel about them now. Exactly. Like, so even when I talked about a little while ago, part of what I do when I tell people why I care about them, why I think they're great, it's not always because I'm feeling bad. It's because I feel like that's important to do. Yeah. I need you to know that you're incredible while you're alive and you can do something about it. Mm-hmm. That's like, what the, the mentality of, of social media and stuff these days is don't let any of your you know, negative thoughts go unspoken. And I, yep. I've always felt right. that, Chase, yep. you're yep. the opposite. You are, don't let any of your positive thoughts go unspoken. Thank you. I if appreciate you think that. it, you share mm-hmm. it, and it matters. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so that's, I'm, I'm an uninviting society to the cookout this week because <laughs> y- y'all just, y'all just uh, do fucking better. Like, yes. God damn it. Do better. I hate to end Popular such society. A, such a negative note. Um, guys, go ahead, give um, your social media, um, how people can find you, and any things that you have going on that you want to promote. Brittany? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Brit and Shaw, S H A, um, to follow the exciting adventures of me and my son. <laughs> they are exciting. They are. He is. He is hilarious. He is one hundred percent. That sass. is a grown man. He is. Um, and you know we're we're 
going on a pretty big adventure soon. So yes, you are. You can we're across the pond. We are. We're moving to the UK. <laughs> we can see what? exciting pictures. Hello, of that. she's leaving. Hello, mate. <laughs> So lucky. I told you come with me. I find you a boo. <laughs> come with me. I have a threesome waiting for me across the pond, so I will most I, likely. I'm be saying, come on over, Robert. and then you can give me all the tea after. <laughs> come on, tea. Roger. Uh, you can follow me on. So lately, guys, I've been on pa- on Facebook. If you follow me, I've been at least three or four times a week. I've been trying to post. I have been. Yeah. I have so been. I, I've been really <laughs> trying to post uh, quotes and just stuff that make me think better and feel better. Yes. And be better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can follow me on Facebook at Roderick Curry, R-O-G-E-R-I-C-K-C-U-R-R-I-E, or mm-hmm. on Facebook, um, r.curry, that's r.c-u-r-r-i-e. That's Instagram, that's, y'all. That's right Instagram, right. sorry, y'all. That's all good. <laughs> I'm just helping you out. school. <laughs> that, that wouldn't drink it. I just got mixed up with my words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dimitri. Hi, you all. Hey, my loves. It's Dimitri. <laughs> you can follow me at D-Meaty, D-M-E-A-T-Y, Meet. On Instagram, <laughs> and you can follow my photography page at, at Xavier Images underscore one underscore. Who's and if y'all want to follow me on Facebook and shit, because I mean, I just repost shit on Facebook. Dimitri McDonald. Hit a girl up, slide in my DMs. I'm single. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I mean, a bitch hungry if y'all want to take me out to eat in Charlotte. There we go. So <laughs> you guys can follow me at Chase Cassidy on Instagram. That's Cassidy spelled with a K. Um, you can also follow the Cookout Podcast on Instagram Ooh. as well. Ooh. Where um, you can get a good laugh, you can get a really good laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, you know, I am still single at the moment. Hopefully, that won't be the case single for much longer. Again. So, by all means, Don't slide in my again. DMs, send news. He won't share the no, dick Which news you either. want, though? Ass pics or dick pics? I like both, so send me both. He I won't send them to me either. Right just don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just don't. Um, right now, I got you. Don't have your your ass cheeks spread open. I don't need to see that. Just, oh, no. I like I like the shape yeah, of the ass and give me, give me. I don't need to see that. I don't I need to know. Um. So. <laughs> Um, with I that call said, mine a cinnamon roll. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> eat my cinnamon roll. Oh, and that is the end of this <laughs> trash ass program. Um, make somebody smile today. Remember, be nice, asshole. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>